106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Quick one to the Canadian truckers. I don't know if you know, but like over here on Rolls Royces, they have like this naked bird on the front of their bonnets and she's called the spirit of ecstasy and i appreciate it's like minus 25 over where you are and my boobs are really small already that's before we get started with the cold but if you did need something on the front of your truck bonnets you know just a naked old hag on one leg flashing her bits i am totally up for it probably not the spirit of ex ecstasy more like you know the spirit of the menopause and that might not be so attractive but it may give you a laugh and that's enough for me thank you for all that you're doing you're amazing honk honk to all the truckers you have thrown a lifeline across the planet you have more power than you know and um this little spirit of menopause is right there with you hi there I am a super talented musician slash celebrity slash rock star. I make a lot of money making this face. And I too am demanding that Spotify remove my music from Spotify. I can play pretty much any instrument. Do you hear that? It's really good. I'm really good. A lot of people want to be me, but they can't. See, I'm super talented. A lot of my album covers just have me like looking into the distance, like I'm looking at something like this. It's pretty cool, huh? I'm, I'm, I'm amazing. So do you hear me, Spotify? You better remove my music now. I want my music taken down immediately. Joe Rogan should not be allowed to talk freely. Like if one doctor is saying one thing and then another doctor is saying something else, we should only hear the one doctor that the government says we should listen to. Free speech is scary and it should scare you. And if it doesn't, then you're stupid. People sometimes say to me, you don't, you didn't, you didn't used to make fun of the left as much. Yeah, because they didn't give me so much to work with. When normal people read that San Francisco has basically legalized shoplifting, they think Democrats have gone nuts. They think, you know, that Ted Cruz, Cruz guy seems like a real stiff. But at least he believes in the concept of shopping with money. <laughs> it's, not, it's not my fault that the party of FDR and JFK is turning into the party of LOL and WTF. <laughs> Members of Congress tweeting things like cancel rent cancel mortgage, and no more policing or incarceration, declaring that capitalism is slavery, 
canceling Lincoln and Dr. Seuss, teaching children they're oppressors and math is racist, making Mr. Potato Head gender neutral, <laughs> and now an emoji for pregnant men. Real, I'm not making it up. A few weeks ago, Fox News' Dana Perino, a former Bush press secretary, suggested that the Democrats should recruit me to run for president, which is kind of special. Interesting to see if Bill Maher is recruited to run for um, the presidency. Let's get this straight. It's not me who's changed. It's the left, who is now made up of a small contingent who've gone mental and a large contingent who refused to call them out for it. But I will. That's why I'm a hero at Fox these days. <laughs> Which shows just how much liberals have their head up their ass, because if they really thought about it, they would have made me a hero on their media. Yeah. But... We're not even angry yet. Wait till we get angry. Uh, I have been telling you I grew up in Poland, and in 1980, Polish people got angry. And I saw the police officers running for their lives. The very people that were enslaving the population, the very people that were doing this great evil to Poles were on the run. They were so terrified, I will never forget that. Because there is more of us than of them, and they crossed the line. If I was a politician, I would either resign now, while you still can, because we're coming after you. And I'm not talking about the guns and the swords. I'm talking about justice. Real judges, real courts, the court of the people. Just like it was done under the solidarity movement in Poland. And you got a second option. You can come to our side and you can tell the public what's really going on. You can come clean. You still have that time. You devils, if you're watching this, you snakes, it's still a time for you to come to the right side of the fence. Because when the people get angry, and they eventually will, when they will lose their children or their loved ones, their mothers, their fathers, and they will learn what really happened, I wouldn't want to be you. I wouldn't want to be you. So come clean, come out, join the fight against tyranny that you helped to build or else. And all else is not going to be pretty. Because you may come and say, hey, mandates are over, restrictions are over, but we remember, we know who you are, we know your names, and 10 years from now, 20 years from now, when we get the power, or a year from now, we will come after you. to No Hostages Radio, episode 149, which will play beginning on 2-5-22, February 5th, 22, 2022, for those out there tweaking in Lyndon Oliverst or maybe doing some of the new, the new meth, which makes you crazier in just a skosh of the time is the old meth, or maybe you're using a what they call on the streets today, I just learned recently, Fetty. Maybe you're using fentanyl out there. 
So I uh, just want to remind you all is the date. We're up here in Northern California in Yuba County sitting tonight. It's cool. It's calm. It's beautiful up here this time of year. And I was driving out of the parking lot at uh, Church of Glad Tidings out in Sutter County today. And I ran into my friend Ernesto Maldonado, who is, makes everything look beautiful and organized out there on the campus. And he was turning the water on out there. I thought, man, oh, man, nothing like California. And he was checking the sprinklers because it was getting a little dry out there. And we need some more rain. We got a big old gush of rain filled up some of the reservoirs some. But we need, we probably need that much more. And uh, But he was hosing down the, the, uh, the grass and the shrubbery and beauty, the trees out there. It was looking sharp today. So... Uh, I was out there uh, running around picking up some things I needed for a family of Afghan refugees. You you heard about the big fiasco in Afghanistan with the Biden administration and people getting trapped over there. And I heard a story today of their relatives that these Afghan family that we brought into the Yuba City Marysville area uh, that the uh, administration flew out there um, five among 57,000 and uh, they were telling me a story of one of their relatives they said can you get our relative out because he worked with the U.S. government and now the Taliban is trying to kill him and he's in hiding and he's got a wife over there and and so anyway they just added it on to our list of to-dos to do to get them into a place and get them uh some health care and you know just you just come in as you come in with the skin you know the shirt on your back or the blouse on your back whatever you want to call it so uh from the time i heard about them uh and inquired about the need of of uh churches to sponsor refugees uh we they said hey we have this family it's an emergency they're at fort pickney i think that's in virginia if i'm saying that right pickney and uh, they confirmed, they said, Lou, we were the last family in this whole operation. And they didn't, and they wanted us to go to North Carolina. And they said, all our relatives are out here in California. We just really begged to go to California. And it's just amazing how God works. And so here they are in a good spot. They couldn't have got a better group of people to help them. And so we're going to do our very best to integrate them assimilate them and get them uh, understanding what American culture is all about. So uh, if you happen to have a home, I need a home to put them in. Uh, rent, we'll rent a home from you, and it would be great. We need a three-bedroom. We don't have any little children. We have an a older couple and then their children who are in their 20s, and they're all anxious. The children are anxious to go to work. They don't speak a lick of English. They speak just a little bit. But they are really anxious to go and make a living and uh, make a way for themselves. So if you happen to have a house out there, uh, we need a three-bedroom, and we could get by with one bath. Actually, from Afghanistan, they could probably get by with no indoor bathroom. But one bathroom or two bathrooms would be really be the cat's meow, as somebody once said. Uh, So if you could give a... If you could give me a shout out in Yuba Sutter, Yuba and Sutter counties, if you have a house to look at to rent, we would sure appreciate it because normally it takes you have a few months, a month to three months lead time to take a family. They tell me at Samaritan's Purse, 
who's one of the coordinators of this dispersion among the churches. But other people are taking uh, families as well up and down California. So we're the farthest north. But uh, but we took this family in, in six days, and uh, and I'm glad we did. I think God God had his hand in it. So, again, if you have a uh, – uh, give me a shout. Uh, I'll give you my phone number and all the connection, how to get a hold of me. Uh, I got to I got to find a place by the 10th of this month, February 10th. And so, uh, uh, that's, that's my, uh, <clears throat> my mission from God. So again, uh, just want to mention, you can reach me a couple ways, 530-713-1838. That's my cell phone. You can call me, you can text me. Uh, however, uh, don't please leave a message. I I'm on the phone a lot, but feel free to leave a message. I do call people back five, three, zero, seven, one, three, 1838. Uh, you can also, uh, I'm not sure how you got to us. There's a couple ways to get to us. You can look, you know, you may have just heard about it and went to your podcast source and hooked up at no hostages radio, or you may have seen an article I wrote and seen at the bottom uh, that you can go to our website at nohostagesradio.com. So either place is good for me. Welcome. Thank you for listening. Uh, let's. You can email me at lou at nohostagesradio.com, lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. Uh, we actually, uh, since in May of last year, 2021, we added uh, a live show. I'm grateful to Ernie Friesen, who bought KMYC, and then after it was burned down, uh, the station was burned to the ground by arsonist. Uh, he had the grit, Ernie, and the passion to restart it. Re he could have just walked away from it. He started it again after buying it. And uh, so we're on the air because of Ernie Friesen, and we have a live show from 10 to 1 at KMYC, and you can listen to that wherever you are in the world. Uh, if you go to live365.com, live in the numbers 365.com, you can just click on radio, and then they'll ask you to put in the call letters, which is KM, like Mickey Mouse, KMYC, and uh, whatever's on there will be playing. So we're on from 10 to 1. Now, remember, we're on the left coast. Uh, the communist coast of Cal of the United States of America, and uh, but you should be able to listen live. They say it sounds pretty good. We we got some work to do on the transmitters on this station. I say we because I do a show there. I don't know Jack Diddley about how to, how to even spell transmitter. So, uh, but guys like Ken Verzell do. They're putting the show whole thing back together. One of these days, it's going to be pop, more more pop to it and clearer, which will be a good sign. Okay. Uh, I'm just trying to look at a couple things here, make sure I covered all the, the first stuff that you do when you start a show. I'm not a, a radio, never did get, uh, was trained in radio. I just had some friends about six or seven years ago, Dave and Cheryl Bryan, that said, Lou, we think you need to go on the radio, and and we're going to buy you some time on KMYC. So I went on there and uh, started, and I didn't know how in the world I would fill up one whole hour of just talking. I'm not a big talker myself, just in general life, you know. So uh, anyway, we've been doing live radio for some time, and then now we're on our 149th broadcast here, and then we're back on the live radio. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, we just we're just 
trying to be led by God, just like Moses and Abraham and all the rest of them. Uh, all right, uh, let's see. What am I going to start with? Okay, I, I usually try to make some announcements here because this is a long broad, this is a long broadcast podcast, whatever you want to call it. And so we we do six 20-minute segments, but we have some great clips in between. And so it pushes it out probably to about two and a half hours. So I like to make some announcements up front. Some of you, this really pertains to more than others because some of you are listening in outer Slombodia, and uh, it's tough for you to do some of the things we're doing. Others, uh, and some things have to do with the state of California. And, But the fact is, it said it said over the years that what starts in California ends up going nationwide. I'm not bragging. Some many of the things that start here are horrible things, but uh, trends and and uh, I I don't want to get off on a tangent. I got a lot to talk about. So uh, what I'm saying is I may talk about California or what's going on in our local area, but you may be facing it in your community or it may be going on. You just haven't run into it yet. So, so anyway, I don't want to bore you just because it shouldn't bore you. Uh, it's listen, we're in the fight of our life. Are we not? We're in the fight of our life and we are either going to prevail or we're going to just say we did our best to fight, right? What I don't want to do is have any regrets that I said, Oh, I, if I, if I knew I'd just fought a little bit harder, we could have done this. So I'm speaking to those that are maybe getting weary and well-doing that let's get it on and let's throw down on, on everything, uh, every, at every fight, let's throw down, let's not back up. Uh, let's stand by the constitution. We do have a roadmap here. It is not the Supreme court. It is not the Supreme court of the United States of America. It is not the Supreme court of California. It is the constitution of the United States of America. And, and so I'd want, I'm hope, I'm hoping that if I lived back in the times of slavery and they'd passed the Dred Scott decision and said it was all right to trade human beings, I would have said to hell with you people. I'm going to join, I'm going to help the underground railroad free as many black people as I can. And so take that Supreme court. And, and I've been working since 1987 when I really, you know, I got in introduced to the pro-life movement by a guy named Royce Dunn, who was helping me with some real estate situations I need to solve. And Royce Dunn began to talk to me about abortion, and I just didn't know a thing about it. And and abortion became legal in 1973, and here I was 14 years later just going along, having my own difficulties in life, and he began talking to me about how a baby comes about and I'd had children and I never really, I never thought about abortion. I, nobody's having abortion that I knew. And, uh, so anyway, uh, when you realize that the Supreme court of the United States of America came up with a right to kill your own child, it's just barbaric. It's horrible. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. And so, uh, so I, I stood against that. I've been arrested in front of abortion clinic. I've been, uh, uh, screamed at, yelled at, cussed at, uh, and all kinds of things. And I'm totally fine. Well, I'm not complaining a bit. I'm not, I'm not, uh, involved in some kind of look at me thing. I'm just telling you how it is. And so what I'm telling you is we need to stand up for, you need to go back and refresh your memory 
on the founding fathers and what they stood for and and the spirit and the truth behind the uh, Declaration of Independence and our our founding documents, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, and the Constitution. And that's what we stand on as best we can understand it. And everything else, forget about it. Just forget about it and stand up. And uh, so I've been been, uh, energized by watching a little bit clips and comments by the truckers in in Canada, and I've I wondered, I've been wondering for a couple of years, where are the Canadians? I thought the Canadians were kind of like us, and I thought, gosh, I've I've learned this over and over. I think somebody I know in town here is, is thinks thinks about patriotism and and standing up and having a backbone like I do, and I think they I see them just fold. I thought, wow, I thought that. I thought they kind of saw life like I do, and I've learned it. Just because you assume things like that doesn't mean that it's gonna they're gonna go your way. But I've been so thrilled at seeing the Canadian uh, truckers, and they may the trucking industry may swing the whole thing around up in Canada and run Justin Trudeau right out of town, right? Take, send him over to Germany with Klaus Schwab, who trained him. Did you know Klaus Schwab, uh, World Reset or Global Reset? Klaus Schwab, the head of the of the World Economic Forum, WEF, Klaus Schwab, who wants to reduce the population of the world down to 500 million people. That's that's eliminating 7 billion people through birth control, abortion, sterilization, uh, jab shots that are killing people, aborting kids. Uh, Klaus Schwab and George Soros have been paying and training all these young politicians from from when they were in college, guys like Gavin Newsom, Tony Blair from the United Kingdom, Justin Trudeau over there in Canada, Macron up in uh, France, and all these youngsters coming up that are now leading the world are in the the, uh, hand of Klaus Schwab and George Soros. And that's why uh, they are just plodding along uh, staying focused on the fraud of COVID, the, what I call branch COVIDians. It's a cult. It's a full-blown cult. So uh, we need to throw down. So let me go on here and, and make some announcements here. Um, I wanted to, uh, again, tell you about the sign I created. Actually, I didn't create it. Let me clarify that. My friends created it. Uh, they're 18 by 24. They are. They have the law on them their protection as a home uh, home dweller for people to not tread on your property whether you own it or rent it it says no trespassing on it and then it tells the codes that you, no one is allowed unless they have your express permission and no government entity is allowed without a search warrant and it states the actual law there so if you want some we have a bunch and they're free and you can get them they're they're made out of very durable material and they will uh, lean right up in in your window, in your front window, where I have mine. Or if if you have a place that you don't have a window and you just want to stick it in the ground, above the ground, we have these little wire stands that you just slide it on and you can just stick it right in the ground. And I have a place over in Marysville that we're remodeling. Uh, it's a sevenplex. It's over 100 years old. And guys, homeless people keep coming in there and they're doing funny stuff. So I'm going to... I'm going to install some of those no trespassing signs and I'm going to give the police uh, the uh, liberty to just go in there and arrest people. 
So if you want some, you just give me a shout out and I'll put them on my front porch. If you're out here, I'm not going to mail them out to Missouri. I can't mail them to Missouri or Texas or Washington or Florida. Some of you are listening down there. I got a handful of people in each place. So, uh, but uh, if you're around here, if they're free, I'll just put them on my front porch, put put a sticky tag on there and with your name, and you can just come and get them at your convenience. What I don't need to be around, okay? So um, let's see. I want to remind you to go on CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. Listen, we need to—I I don't have any confidence in, in the uh, California school system anymore. I'm recommending people remove their kids as soon as possible. And I don't want to get stuck here on, on, but I want to tell you about school choice. There's been referendums for years and they continue to fail. Uh, sometimes they get on the ballot and then the union, the teachers union spends tens of millions of dollars against it said, you know, if, if kids get vouchers, the old term vouchers, then, you know, people are going to die and there's going to be a, you know, the earth will open and millions of people will fall inside so, but you can go to CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. This is for Californians, CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. And it'll tell you everything there about the Education Freedom Act. And the bottom line is, whether your children are in school, in, in a government school, I call them re-education camps, or if they're in a private school, could be Christian private, could be secular private, it could be anything. If it's a legit school, if it's an accredited school, the if this passes, if, if first of all we got to get it on the ballot, but if it gets on the ballot and passes, here's what you're going to get: you're going to get fourteen thousand dollars for your child. Now, even if you love the government schools, please vote for this because it's going to allow your neighbor to make a choice to go to another school. Now, I had good friends in school when they went to the Notre Dame Catholic school, and I went to the I went to the public school. But but I didn't I didn't feel bad about them going to Catholic school. I thought, oh, good, I hope you get a good education. But we were friends and and we hung out together. So be good and and vote for this, support this, and sign the petition so this gets on the ballot. And if you go to CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org, it'll show you the it'll show you the petition, how to sign it, how to download it, how to get them printed off, how to get it, get them, how to send them in. You'll get fourteen thousand dollars per school year to compensate uh, putting your kid in out of the school. Now, I know it's expensive to go to private schools of any kind, and you're also already your taxes are paying for the, the re-education camps. So, uh, so getting $14,000 is huge. So please go to CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. I just signed the petition last week, and we need to, I think we just have about a month Maybe 90 days. We have maybe 60 to 90 days. That's all we have left. We need to get over a million good signatures to get it on the ballot. It's called the Education Freedom Act, CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. Get it on. Please do something. It doesn't cost you much. Just a little time to get signed up. So please go do that. Now, we're going to take a break here in, a, in about uh, 18, 20 seconds, and then we're going to play some clips for those that are new to this. You're not going to have to do anything. You don't have to go get a tuna sandwich. You don't have to change the channel. You know, it's just going to it's going to happen smooth. You're going to listen to some clips put together by Tanner Martis from Conroe, Texas. We'll be right back. Long distance information. Give me Memphis, Tennessee. Help me find a party and try to get in touch with me. She could not leave a number, but I know who place to call. Cause my uncle took the message. 
Yes, they're hiding the truth from you. I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. Last week at a special hearing at the U.S. Capitol, Hero Attorney Thomas Rentz exposed how three Department of Defense doctors' whistleblower affidavits have been hidden by the Biden administration. Mr. Rentz testified that in the U.S. military in a year of mandatory COVID shots, there's been a 300% increase in miscarriages of preborn babies, a 300% increase in cancer diagnoses, and a 1,000% increase in neurological problems. It's monstrous that Democrat politicians and other vaccine mandate tyrants are forcing these dangerous shots. It's doubly wrong that Biden and company and the establishment left are hiding all these vaccine injuries. See more at SaveCalifornia.com, championing your values in California. There's a remarkable uh, new development in the January 6th investigation. By the way, I'm not going to talk about the January 6th committee. They're uh, genuinely investigating nothing. They're harassing a lot of people, obtaining a lot of bank records. I'm talking about new facts about January 6th. Now, if you look at the cases that are winding their way through the court system, it was initially claimed um, in the filings of a number of January 6th defendants. Let's, let's note again that these defendants are charged with, quote, uh, entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds and disorderly conduct in a restricted building or grounds. And the key word here is restricted. Now, what makes a building restricted? Many people think, well, it's because the Capitol was like officially closed. But that is not the, the point here. The reason is, uh, if a building is closed, there needs to be some kind of sign that says building closed, uh, off limits. Um, and in fact, there was none of that. So the charging documents don't talk about the building being closed. They're trying to make their case against the January 6th defendants by saying two things. One, that Kamala Harris was in the building. So in other words, you've got a security risk posed by the presence of the um, designated vice presidential candidate about to become the vice president. She's in the building. And so that creates a level of threat that uh, makes what these guys are doing um, unlawful. The building is unrestricted, not because of who's in it. And second, that Mike Pence is in the building. So you got the current vice president, the outgoing but current vice president. He's also in the building. He's also obviously under heavy Secret Service protection. And so the premise that you got these two, quote, high security individuals in the building was uh, all over the charging documents. Now, over the past several weeks, the DOJ began to amend its charges uh, to concede that Kamala Harris was not, in fact, in the building. Uh, in reality, where was Kamala Harris? She was over at the DNC. In fact, she was at the location where the so-called two pipe bombs were allegedly planted. By the way, that case is so supposedly unsolved. They have no idea who planted the pipe bombs, even though that building, too, is apparently under heavy security cameras, and they should have been able to solve that case, but evidently they haven't. In any case, Kamala Harris is not in the building, and so the DOJ is like, yeah, yeah, we kind of got that wrong. We, you know, we kind of goofed. And so they very slyly begin to change their documents and remove that claim. But the new development is that it now appears that, quite likely, because we're not entirely sure, 
that Mike Pence was not in the building either. Now, this is very telling because it sort of blows out of the water the whole concept that this was even a, quote, restricted building. For it to be a restricted building, you would need to have someone like a Mike Pence or Kamala Harris in it. Now, let's look at the situation involving uh, Mike Pence. Initially, uh, the uh, charging document said Mike Pence is in the building. Then slowly, and this is again Julie Kelly noticing this and reporting it in a recent article, she says, I begins, she begins to notice that the documents no longer say that. They began to imply that Mike Pence was, quote, not in the building, but in the tunnel. He was in the tunnel leading to the building. But evidently, um, there was some uh, security footage uh, that's beginning to come out now as particular cases go before judges that Mike Pence was not in the security tunnel either. And so what's happening is that the DOJ is desperately trying to suppress the security footage from being released because apparently it will reveal that Mike Pence was in fact not in the building or in the tunnel. Now, this is how devious these guys are when they do it. And I want to uh, point out two things. One, the DOJ is arguing that for a building to be restricted, it, quote, does not require the Secret Service protectee to be present on the grounds or in the building as long as they can suggest he was, quote, on his way to the building. So he's not in the building, he's not in the tunnel, but he's making his way to the building. And so they are displacing the standard that you have to show to establish the risk. And here's the second thing they're doing. They're asking the court to limit the cross-examination of Secret Service witnesses. They're saying defense attorneys should not be able to ask where exactly Mike Pence was. Why? Because where Mike Pence was is a matter of national security. It's a state secret. It's not, I mean, you can understand it's a state secret where someone's whereabouts are now. But who cares where, what someone's whereabouts were on January 6th? What can somebody do with that information? Terrorists will be really interested to know. So what? So what clearly the national security pretext is being invoked here to prevent the defense counsel from exposing a second lie. Not only was Kamala Harris not in the building, neither was Mike Pence. This was not, in fact, as a practical matter, a restricted building. And all these charges against all these defendants are sitting on a bogus premise. What I find particularly unnerving, and Julie's made the same point, is these judges appear not scandalized by the routine lying by the DOJ. I don't know if they think that this is normal. These are just chronic liars and we should just take it in stride. Or if the judges are sort of uh, view themselves as accessories or collaborators with the DOJ and they take a more forgiving attitude toward DOJ lies. But in any case, what we're seeing here is the manipulation of evidence, the uh, putting forward of false claims, uh, all of which, if exposed and overturned, would go a long way toward the exoneration of these poor defendants.
All right, welcome to the second session of six. Um, I mentioned last week or the week before that we were working on this house on East Street. It's a hundred year old. It's actually I call it a house. It was a house, but you like a lot of old big houses where the kind of the wealthiest people in town lived in the eighteen hundreds or the early nineteen hundreds. They when people sold them, then they the next people that bought them said, "Who wants to live right on Main Street in a big old house? Right? We want to live out in the country in a big old house." So they change it into apartments. So we ended up with it uh, uh, through the generosity of uh, family in town, and we've been housing uh, young people there, and they are going to get training. And we're we have a team right now in the Dominican Republic that were trained, and they lived in that they've been living in that complex while they've been getting trained here, and then they're on a, a couple-month trip down in the Dominican Republic. And so uh, we do that as a routine. That's our that's one of our things we work at. And so uh, anyway, I was talking about needing to remodel this place over 100 years old, and, it, and uh, we're putting new windows in it and going to paint it and uh, do some work on the landscaping, put in sprinklers and uh, put on new gutters and things like that. So uh, if you want to help, uh, one of my friends who I used to travel to Mexico with and uh, Bob Farley, we used to travel to uh, down in 1987. Or the, in fact, a, a lot of the crew that's going to be over there working on this building, it's amazing. We're all still living and we're still working together. Uh, we were working together in 1987 on a uh, uh, ex- doubling the size of an orphanage for teenagers that were had been raised in an orphanage down in in the southern Baja, the middle Baja actually, Baja Mexico, and when they got uh, older, uh, they needed to send them up to TJ. A lot of times, people have a negative impression of TJ Tijuana, but there's a lot of education there and a lot of schools and tech schools and all kinds of things. So we we doubled the size of a two story building there to house more more of these teenagers. And uh, so some of the all these guys that uh, went down there uh, are now working, going to be working on this place on East Street in Marysville, right on this on Main Drag, Highway 70 coming through Marysville. So anyway, uh, I guess Bob Farley listened to the show and said, hey, he said, I'll, I'll come and help. I'd like to get together. We, we'll, re, we'll have a reunion. <laughs> but we used to drive down and head out of here on a Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday night after they got done working. And we would... Uh, his truck had had such big gas tanks. I think we drove all we drove all night and landed in Tijuana in the morning. Started work from Marysville, and uh, we just stopped to grab a, a couple of Wendy's burgers along the way. We just didn't even, didn't even turn off the car. We just flew down there, and uh, good times, really good times. Worked all the way through the weekend, and then we would uh, drive back on Sunday. And those guys would all start work on Monday. And we did that week, you know, month after month after month till we finished this. So now it they're turned, changed it into an all girls, all ladies, young ladies uh, operation to uh, all, which is a beautiful thing. And uh, the guys just went down and did another remodel on it to freshen it up. Well, you probably came here to listen to the regular show, but I get I'm I'm reminiscing a little bit about what's shaking around town. I want to mention to you as well. The Apple Bistro uh, up on uh, Highway 50, and uh, I thought that uh, she was going to call me, uh, my friend Sammy Mendoza, uh, he was going to have Jeanette call me, uh, Waldau, and give me an update. So here's what I do know from Sammy. He said that uh, Jeanette went to the court. She had a court date, and uh, so this 
a week ago, and she went to court. This Apple Bistro, if you're new, so uh, Gavin Newsom and and uh, the federal government said, hey, we're shutting down all these businesses, all these businesses we consider useless, non-essential. We're shutting them down, so that includes all restaurants, uh, except fast foods, of course. I think fast food stayed open, maybe. But anyway, these sit-down restaurants all stayed uh, had to close. Anyway, Apple Bistro and a number of restaurants in El Dorado County and restaurants all over the state refused to close. Some minority Apple Bistro, Danette's Brick Oven Pub and others. They said, we we can't close. We'll, we'll go broke. We, we can't. We'll never reopen. Do you think the state cares any? They don't care any. Nothing. Zero. Uh, even their supervisors don't care. Don't care a bit because they all got they got filled their pat pockets with cash over this. So Apple Bistro is I don't know how many of the others are left standing in El Dorado County, but they took their uh, health permits away. They stripped them of everything. Now they've taken away her ability to use credit cards, and you can only go there if you have cash. So uh, maybe she'll take a check. I don't know. But anyway, Apple Bistro is up there. I'm going to give you the address. Please go up there if you, if you're going to go to uh, Tahoe or up on up on the hill. Instead of going up through Grass Valley and up 80, why don't you go up 50 and go stop by there and, or come back by there and uh, have some coffee or get some pie or get some breakfast. They're open 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. They tell me, and it's at 2740 Highway 50, Placerville, California. Now listen, as Benjamin Franklin said, we're either going to hang together or we're going to all hang apart. And so uh, let's let's support this strong-willed woman. She's a patriot. You know something? Patriots are strong-willed. They just say, you know, as Patrick Henry, we've repeated it. He's probably got one of the most repeated phrases in history. Give me liberty or give me death. Now, that's just not some colloquial expression. It's not just some cliche. He meant it and put his life on the line. Patrick Henry. And uh, in fact, there's a guy I met here a while back doesn't even live here that said, oh, I love that article you wrote about Patrick Henry. And I've written quite a few articles for, you know, like hundreds, maybe a thousand or so uh, for a local deal. I couldn't even remember the article. He said, oh, Lou, I really like that article. He always sees every time he sees, I I love that Patrick Henry article. Well, the cool thing about Patrick Henry, he was head of the militia that withstood the governor that was taking away everybody's guns. They went and just confronted him and the guy fled uh, the mainland of the United States and got on one of the British ships. <laughs> and, and then, then he, you know, uh, anyway, I don't want to get sidetracked there. This is, this is what we're missing in America. We need people to stand up and say, ain't going to be, ain't going to put on that mask. I'm, I'm not going to put on that mask. And I'm not going to take the jab. Right. And I'm not going to close my business because I have a constitutional right to keep my business open and make a living and take care of my kids and my spouse. So, And you can't just come on my property. You can't just walk in my store. And I don't care whether I'm licensed with the state. I'm deciding that I'm going to be unlicensed. I do not have to ask the state's permission to sell a sandwich. I do not have to ask the state's permission to cut somebody's hair. I don't ha- don't have to ask the state's permission to put on the nails. You might say, oh, well, Lou, that's all the rules. They're crazy rules. By the way, uh, Arturo Pulowski, the pastor in Canada that was arrested, the Polish pastor, is coming back to glad tidings here in a few weeks. Go on the website if you want to listen. You, you're, he's one of a kind. 
In fact, there's, in fact, there's, you've already heard a clip. If it played right, Arturo Pulaski, when the clip that we played you just before I started talking in the first segment was him walking down in the protest in Canada. It's frozen up there, people. They're out there in the snow protesting. And he just said he rem- he was in Poland when they threw down and people just got up and said, we're not going to put, put up with it. And once the people got angry enough, you know what happened to politicians? They disappeared. They fled their positions. They they ran. All they could see are the backsides of, of people like Dan Flores and Jim Whitaker was their butt going back and forth and their heels and elbows because they're pussies. They're spineless. The only reason they have power is because you gave them your power. When you stand up and say, I'm going to do this no more. I'm not going to do this anymore. And Pulaski talks like that. And he just says, one guy starts off, you heard him tonight, or you heard him whenever you listen to it. The guy says, we're not even angry yet, and we're protesting. We're not even, we're, you don't even have us lathered up, and here we are. So what are you going to do about it? Gavin, I'll tell you what Gavin Newsom did about it. He, he put a fence around the entire state capital of California. Can you, the biggest state in the union, the most populous state in the union, though he's such a pussy, such a weak. Have you seen him lately? He, oh, did you just see all the guys at the Rams and the, and the, uh, was it the Rams 49ers game? We even got Magic Johnson, who's HIV positive, doesn't even wear a mask. Oh, I thought, I thought if you had comorbidities, remember they said, oh, <clears throat> if you have any illnesses, or you're over 65, you should stay inside. Don't come out. Please don't come out and wear a bunch of masks over your mouth and nose. And they were at a stadium. How many people were there? 70, 80, 90,000? They were smiling. The head of the head of uh, San Francisco, London Breed, there's a whole bunch of them down there. They had special seats, and they just were yucking it up and t- taking selfies nobody had any masks on but they're telling you your kids got to put a mask on you got to stay six feet apart they weren't they were hugging down there and high-fiving your kids got to stay six feet apart and your teachers got to make sure that they have all the kids masks on honestly people this mask is suffocating your kids and going to cause them to have some kind of illness so apple bistro we need to support her go up there and spend some money send her a check in the mail just send her some money. Send her a you know a a wad of cash. If you got some stash in in a coffee can or something, get it out and send it up there. Said God bless you. I, I wish I could be like you. If you don't have the backbone to do what she's doing, support her. Help her financially to fight the cause. Okay, it's Apple Bistro two seven four zero Highway fifty Placerville California. I'm gonna give you the zip. Ready. Nine five six six seven nine five six six seven. Help her, please. Uh, okay. I talked to Rick Martin with the Constitutional Law Group last night on the phone. He's up in uh, oh, what? He's back in Mi- Michigan. He says freezing back there. He's defending some young ladies that their babies died because of the shot. They gave, you know, they went, it's, oh, yeah, or they're young kids. They went and had them take the shot like they're being told, and the kids died, and they're trying to say they murdered them. Unbelievable. He's back there defending them. He, so I was talking to him on the phone last night, and he, 
<clears throat> he helped out at Apple Bistro one time. He's, he used to be an army ranger. I can't get into his whole story. It's unbelievable. He should make a movie out of it. But he, he was, he got so dealt badly while he was an army ranger down in Central America that he came back and became an attorney and has been putting, putting politicians and judges and criminal uh, people that are, that are, have, are supposed to defending, supposed to be defending your life been putting them in jail so he's back helping those but he helped a while now and he says uh uh he said he provided uh, in this document he said he provided a message to all the government officials that Waldau has posted prominently in the entry in her dining room it states you are in violation of your oath of office by trespassing unlawfully on the property of this business establishment and committing an act of domestic terrorism under section 802 of the patriot act it continues you are knowingly and willingly violating the rights of the business owner you are no longer protected under judicial immunity that's what all these government that you can't do anything to me i'm like a public servant nobody can touch me yeah you think we can when people get flared up we'll come after you oh they did take me over they took me over to court last year tried to give me a restraining order you can't say that oh you can't say this and you can't say that they had no evidence that anybody was getting hurt the fact is are you know something the Bible says the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. You can't have wisdom if you, if you real wisdom if you don't have fear of God. And you know something? The way the founders designed this country is that the politicians needed to fear the people. Not the other way around. I find people all the time, oh, my God, the government, man, uh, you can't do that. You have to have permission. Somebody said to me the other day, oh, well, this business, this building you're working on, you're going to have to ask permission of the government to what to do with it. I thought, yeah, that'll be the day when they drop me in the grave. Ask permission of the government. That's unbelievable. People, we've lost our, our minds. So this goes on. And it says you are no longer protected under judicial immunity and are now subject to being arrested and also sued in your private capacity. Uh, it says the posted message ends with bold type that spells out, we will take everything you own and work for, including your freedom. Dan Flores, that's you. You've been sucking. You've been sucking on the government tit ever since you got to be a supervisor. You tried to make yourself deal yourself loans when you were on the economic committee, cut yourself a fat hog. Now you sold your business to the county. The, the county schools ripped off the taxpayers again and to, to line your pockets. And now you're getting a job at the city of Marysville. Is that the, that's what you sound like, dude, a pig. You're a pig in the trough of government. Yeah, you're just sucking it up. Just sucking it up, baby. Yeah, we know all about you. You'll get yours. If we don't get you before you die, you'll get you. You'll get it in the second in the second round when you, you know, the Bible says something very, you know, we have all these fights and people have all those opinions. By the way, the, uh, the you know, Dr. Uh, Mengele Lu, you know, her buddy, Crystal Martin, who is uh, Joseph Goebbels, a propaganda minister of the hospital homicide and the mandate murders. She was in on she was on the same committee that Dan Flores was, and they were cutting themselves special loans at super low interest rates. 
like SBA-type loans. You know the only thing that stopped them? Not their conscience. Not their ethics. It was the government attorneys that said, hey, 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 hey. You're not supposed to self-deal. You know something that amazes me? These politicians and people, oh, we're so smart. I have a college education. We are so bright. We're so successful business people. It's always surprising to me that they know so much, but then when they get in there, they said, oh, I had no idea. I couldn't make myself a loan. I couldn't, you know, the, you know my dad ran a butcher shop and, and it was against the, you know, it was wrong for employees to take money out of the till, right? Yeah, wait till you get your check. Don't just take money out of the till of the cash register. So we have politicians that make themselves a loan. We have guys like Harry Reid and Nancy Pelosi and all those people. They make money. They they end up going to, to Washington, and then they end up in 20, 30 years, they end up with 100 or $200 million. They can't do that on that kind of salary. They ripped off the taxpayer. That's exactly what guys like Dan Flores are doing. Rip, 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 rip. Cutting himself a fat hog. Now he's running for office again. He needs to be voted out. Dan Flores, remember that name. Vote for anybody but Dan. You know, he's the guy that when I brought up that that the Little League was forcing their Little League, these little children, to wear masks and sit six feet apart in the dugout. And I I said, that is the most unhealthy, that is child abuse, mental child abuse, and physical child abuse. And he took me to task for it in the paper, thought he's going to get away with it. The guy is not even a medical doctor, and he's telling a kid, it would be if— Ten, five years ago, if CPS saw you wrapping stuff around your kid's face and treating the way they're treating kids in our school, they would take your kid away and, and you'd have to go to court and fight for him over child abuse. My goodness. And he is endorsing stuff. He's not even a medical person. All he is is a business guy that hustles and rips people off. The only reason that Crystal Martin and Dan Flores got out of that deal without with their butt intact is they didn't push it and and attorneys were smart enough to tell you, hey buddy uh you guys that are on this committee dispersing these loans are not supposed to make them to yourself that's called self-dealing right that's kind of insider trading right that's like a baseball player uh, being not allowed like Pete Rose got in trouble because he was betting or gambling on games. That's like a baseball player betting on his own game. And then he drops the fly ball in the ninth inning that allows the run to go in and he loses the game, but wins a hundred thousand dollars. That's the Dan Flores of the world and the crystal Martins. Who, who would take a job promoting because they, they want their public relation business to do well. Who would be so low life to want women who are our first trimester taking that jab and, and aborting their babies and not and wanting their babies, but it, they have a miscarriage? Who would take money to do that? Who would take money to kill people? That's what's going on with these jabs. This not, don't tell me it's anything, oh, well, they don't know. They know we have never seen hundreds of thousands of, of babies killed. 
an abortion happens, we've never, it's off the charts. Cancer's off the charts. And, and Crystal Martin is taking money to go out and she writes an email. Let's, let's get the, let's, let's rid the Mexicans of the myths of the shot. What is the myth of the shot? Yeah, it'll kill them. It'll make them sick. It'll give them autism. Unbelievable. These people are the low life. These are gutter. These are bottom feeders of the of our community. They're low life and they portray themselves as the elite. Listen, people, if you're out digging a ditch, you work in a backhoe, painting a building, you are the cream of the crop, baby. It's not the politicians. Just hold that thought. We'll be right back. Represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values as a country. I want to throw a shout out to the truckers in this Freedom Convoy 2022. My goodness, you guys have no idea how much what you're doing means to me and my family. You see, my husband, he got myocarditis after his first dose. And the doctors have refused an exemption for the second one, which means he had to hang up his hat as lieutenant at our local fire hall. He can't participate in certain parts of society. <laughs> You know, that's not the worst part. The worst part is his heart is injured. <laughs> and the vaccine injured people are being ignored. They're being called crazy. They're being called coincidences. Um, and enough is enough. Enough is enough. So thank you from the bottom, the very, very bottom of our hearts. I appreciate every single one of you. And uh, for the first time in a long time, I actually have hope. Benjamin Dichter is a spokesman for the Freedom Convoy. He's going to join it tomorrow, but he joins us now. Mr. Dichter, thanks so much for coming on tonight. T tell us why you're doing this. What's the point of this convoy? Well, it's simple. I mean, we've seen Canada go from uh, a country of Justin Trudeau's promises of sunny ways into dark authoritarian oppression and control. Yes. We want to do, we want two things. We want to get rid of the vaccine mandates and the passports. And the passports is, is that's a really concerning one. Yesterday, it was my first time ever crossing the border in my truck with my digital passport. And I held my phone up to the border agent to give him the QR code, you know what he said to me? Oh, it's okay, I don't need it. So what do you mean you don't need it? He said, oh, your truck, your phone already popped up on my screen and is oh, correlated on. with your passport. Can you think of that? 
He believed that, so they know everybody who's coming up to the border before they're there and they're tracking them. Now, maybe it's outlandish, but what's to prevent the government from introducing that across, the Canada, across Canada and not limiting it to just borders? And you guys are getting it as well, and you can thank us for it, because apparently, according to our sources, within the media and within government, we have some, some close ties. Apparently, the Trudeau government, the Biden administration had no interest in it, but the Trudeau government lobbied and requested the Biden administration to introduce this. We don't know why. We don't know the terms of the deal. Are they going to be trading intelligence back and forth between Canada and the U.S. tracking cell phones? Of course, we have no idea. But this is where we're going if this does not stop. That's why this is the line. This is where it ends. Well, I mean, two things. One, you know, you drive a truck for a living. Your country and ours, you know, thousands of multiple credentialed intellectuals who are paid to think about this stuff. Why is it falling <laughs> yes. to you to connect the obvious dots? God bless you for that. And second, do you think that you can stop this with your trucks? Why does it follow to follow us? Because we're the ones who actually suffer the repercussions. You know, yeah. we often see, in a, we talk about Alberta being Canada's energy sector. I was in Alberta and Saskatchewan just before COVID. And Tucker, I spent a lot of time traveling through Latin America. I couldn't believe it. It looked like a third world country. It scared me. And that was before COVID. So now these people who've had their, their in industries crushed, their lives crushed, COVID comes along, and now they're treated like insects by the bureaucracy. Exactly, by insects. Wow. The small fringe minority small fringe minority holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing you could Shut the f up. I've got to run to keep rolling. And I'm bound to keep rolling. I've got one more silver dollar. But I'm not gonna let them catch me, no. I'm gonna let them catch the midnight. Okay. All right, let's move on here. Uh, let's see. I wanted to make mention a couple things. Okay. On April 1, this is really cool, April 1st, uh, Chris Ann Hall, and she is on it, man. She used to be a prosecutor for the state of Florida, and she, during the uh, Obama years and the Tea Party, she started teaching the Constitution at Tea Party meetings and at schools and stuff on her own time, and and the, uh, the state, uh, her boss is a liberal, came down on her and said, you either quit telling people how wonderful the constitution is or we're going to can you and she and her husband jc they just decided we're going to just ask god to guide us and ever since and for years and years and years they've been teaching the constitution all over the united states she is one of the best history teachers when she talks about history you're leaning forward in your seat you're not like keep trying to you don't need one of those neck braces till you get whiplash falling to sleep so um anyway chris ann hall and uh, founder and former sheriff Richard Mack, who founded, I believe, the uh, 
the Constitutional Sheriffs and Police Officers Association of the United States. They are going to be, I believe they're both going to be live. Uh, they're, they're doing a tour, and it's been put together by the Constitutional Sheriff and Peace Officers Association and a guy named, uh, the guy I talked to today, Jack Frost. His wife is a supervisor in the county of Sacramento, and he's involved in this uh, in this organization. Uh, and, uh, in fact, his wife was up and speaking at a Freedom Co. meeting uh, in Yuba City, oh, maybe three or four months ago. Anyway, uh, April 1, there's going to be a constitutional course given for uh, law enforcement officers, all flavors of law enforcement. That means highway patrol, police officers, sheriffs, uh, and they're going to teach them about what the Constitution says their role is and how important their role is. Just not just say, oh, go arrest people. It's like what your role is to protect the public, not just protect them from somebody trying to beat them up, but protect them and and really standing up for the people, and it may be against a tyrannical government, okay? So anyway, they're going to teach them what the Constitution really says, and you know a lot of police officers gone through the police academy but don't really know a lot about the Constitution. So this is going to be open to all them and the citizens. That'd be a lot of you, I'm assuming, listening to me. So uh, this is really easy-peasy. It's going to be on a Friday, and uh, from uh, registrations from 8 to 9 in the morning, and then there's going to be a lunch break, and they're popping for lunch. This thir- It's going to cost, I think, $39, and they're covering lunch and all your training materials. So all you got to do is get your little rear end out here, and there'll probably be some coffee out there and all that kind of stuff. They'll have all the little niceties, right? We'll help. It's going to be at Church of Glad Tidings in uh, Sutter County, 1179 Eager Road. It's right off Highway 99 and between Highway 99 and Live Oak Boulevard. You can get there either way. Church of Glad Tidings, 1179 Eager Road. And um, I'm just, I'm giving you this. It's a little early announcement for April 1, but uh, I want you to save the date. And a lot of you parents are wanting to teach your kids about the Constitution because you're concerned that the government has taken that all out of school and they're, they're trying to say the Constitution is of no use and we don't even like it. So Richard Mack and Chris Ann Hall are going to be teaching these courses and uh, $39 includes lunch and training materials. Uh, and they're just building the website right now. And it'll be up in within a few days where you can register online, all online. And, uh, and now, listen, if, if you don't have um, a way to do online or something, and but you're listening to this uh, uh, broadcast, uh we can we can get you in. You can just call Church of Glad Tidings, or we'll have other phone numbers. Uh, in fact, I'll give you Jack Frost's phone number right now, 916-616-7962. I'll give it to you again, 916-616-7962 for any, any extra information. Now, they're going to do this same course in a series of counties. I'll give you the counties right now. Placer, El Dorado, Nevada. Sutter, that's where we are, and Yuba, that's where we are. Both counties, we're serving both counties. It'll be in Glad Tidings and Sutter County. But uh, So we'll do Yuba-Sutter, but Placer, El Dorado, Nevada, Yuba-Sutter, Butte, Sacramento, Yolo, 
San Joaquin. They're going to do all one day seminars in all those counties. Just boom, 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 right up the right up the North State. Okay, so if you want in on that, uh, I'll give further information as they have the website up, and you can just go and get your ticket. And again, you don't have to go running around. Uh, Glad Tidings has plenty of outdoor areas. You can. They'll probably have some kind of a uh, box lunch, cool thing, drinks, all that kind of stuff. Take care of you, and it'll be beautiful that day, April one. And uh, so. Come out, check it out. You'll learn a lot. And please uh, recruit your local law enforcement. If you know law enforcement officers, hey, hey, check this out. And or they can any of them can call me five, three, zero, seven, one, three, one, eight, three, eight. If you forget everything else. OK, OK. So um, I want to talk about vaccine damage. This is very serious. Uh, and it's this. Uh, these are warnings by five Pfizer's. This is Pfizer, uh, the drug company, Big Pharma. The former head of research uh, warned that these vaccines were not going to work and there are problems. Now medical billing codes. Now what's happening is the media and the government is trying to hide uh, the deaths and the damage from, from these shots. But whistleblowers that are in charge of looking at the codes that are passed on from the medical community so they can get reimbursed by the government. They're called medical billing codes. They reveal uh, the trouble that the vaccines are ca- causing. They call them vaccines. They are, they're, they're nothing like a vaccine. In fact, they don't stop the illness. They don't prevent you from getting the illness. They do not prevent you from giving it to someone else, right? That's con- 100% contrary to any pre- previous vaccine. And the other thing is they actually do damage to your body and actually kill some people outright. Now, uh, so I'm going to give you some stories. Says Sherry, this is a, they just pick a name for people. So lady in Florida reports she had a normal cycle, menstrual cycle before she took the shot. Now she experienced heavy bleeding and uh, that lasts for two weeks, stops for a few days and starts for another two weeks, stops for a few days, starts for another two weeks. She has developed uterine fibroids. Uh, painful tumors that can prevent pregnancy and cause cancer. One of the side effects of the shot, the jabs, is quickly spreading cancer. Uh, and uh, for women, that, that's happening in reproductive organs. And uh, also it's happening in men. There's a lot of platelets crashing. That's a part of your blood system that if that goes, uh, you go. And we've, had, uh, we've actually had local people in the uh, uh, emergency services have this kind of problem. Samantha in Washington also had a health and healthy and normal reproductive system before she got the shot in April. She has since stopped stopped menstruating altogether, and her doctors have confi- confirmed she has also stopped o- ovulating. Ovulating, without ov- ovulation, Samantha is not able to produce children. Pfizer's former vice president and chief scientist, Dr. Michael Yeadon, Y E A D O N, he's all over the place. If you want to listen to him, he's a super bright dude. He warned these shots were dangerous, but Biden pushed ahead in issuing mandates, forcing tens of millions of people to take the shots. Now, the data from the U.S. military. Now, this is interesting. We have the VAERS, the vaccine adverse effect uh, statistics, which are about one percent of the true figure. But now we have the military because the military is particularly interested in their own people. And they monitor their health very diligently and keep track of any trends in bad health because you can't have an army if it's always sick. So the U.S. military's own health care system shows 
<clears throat> Dr. Yeadon was right to be concerned. Since the shots were rolled out, women in the military have experienced a shocking increase in serious reproductive health issues, according to the billing codes from the Department of Defense health care records. Let me give you some of the stats. A 471 increase in codes for female infertility a 300% increase in codes for miscarriages, a 156% increase in birth defects. Worse yet, both Pfizer and the FDA knew of these side effects when the shots were first released. Beginning in section section 831, 8.3.1, page 67 of Pfizer's protocol to the FDA, Pfizer noted these uh, these facts. Spontaneous abortion, including miscarriage. These are some of the the, they knew they're going to have these. It's all that it was predicted. Neonatal, neonatal deaths that occur within one month of birth. In addition to pregnancy loss, Pfizer is also concerned that the untested COVID drug can in, infect others, people via, via sexual contact. So if your partner has had the jab and you haven't, you can actually get the effects of the jab. So how does that happen? It happens through sexual contact. It happens through bodily fluids. It happens through skin contact. If you've got yourself a partner, you're having some skin contact occasionally. That you can transfer. They call it, I used to call it sloughing, but I, I used to, I just, my brain fried and because I did too many drugs, but the actual term is shedding. Like your, your, your dog sheds, your cat sheds. You shed illness, right? The same report requests immediate contact. If in other words, they want immediate contact. If a female family member or health worker provider reports that she is pregnant after having been exposed to the, to the intervention study for intervention by inhalation or skin contact. In other words, people that went through this study and they were pregnant. They said, Hey, we need to know if, if you're pregnant because you, you either, in, you could inhale in this uh the vaccine and you can it'll rub off the skin a male family member health worker provider uh who has been uh exposed to the study intervention by inhalation or skin contact then exposes his female partner prior to or around the time of conception even pfizer does not know how many unborn babies are likely to be lost or malformed as a result of this rush to market, another study shows a massive buildup of shot particles in the ovaries, raising questions about long-term fertility damage and health concerns. I'm very sad that so many women have decided, oh, you just to believe the white coat. What a total, we've been totally ripped off, defrauded, lied to, manipulated, uh, propagandized, jerked around. Fonzie schemed, Fonzie schemed. Angela is named as a federal nuclear contract employee in our lawsuit, and she isn't taking any chances. Angela has dreams of having a family, and she has strong religious beliefs about human life and marriage. Angela knows abortion is a sin and is opposed to the use of aborted fetal cells in the testing or development of the COVID shots. The shots have aborted fetus cells in them, all of them. If you have a problem with that, you have a problem with the shot. This woman did her homework and said, not going to put that. I'm not going to allow you to kill fetuses. They had to like take live fetuses and kill them in the lab to get these live cell lines. 
But just as importantly, this says Angela believes God created men and women for a unique complementary relationship within the context of marriage. Angela plays, prays that one day God will bless her with kids, children. Anyway, I, I don't want to spend too much. Um, okay. Joe Biden and his de- Department of Defense have unlawfully refused the legal and and rightful religious accommodation requests of more than 21,000 service members. And I got one of my friends works right out here at Beale Air Force Base. She used to help us at Juvenile Hall. She's a wonderful person, just began a family with her husband, new husband, and uh, had had a child. And she said, Lou, I don't want to take the shot. I said, girl, you want to have more kids? She said, yeah, I want to have more kids. I said, the shot will stop that. And she, she's waiting on her exemption from uh, Beale Air Force Base with the United States Air Force. She has a, she's not a, a four-year girl. She's a career girl. Silva, civilian contractors like Angela are being removed from their jobs simply for requesting their rightful religious exemption. Now, listen, people, we need to stand up, and, and some people are losing a lot. I know people, David Martin, who uh, actually is going to be out here to do a conference again in, in a few weeks, lost literally millions of dollars and managed large banks investments because he stood up against the COVID because he's, he's also got a, a medical degree and his investor like Chase bank, a Morgan Stanley bank. They just cut him off, lost a multi-million dollar business over just standing up. And you think, Oh, well, I don't, I just don't think I want to get involved. <laughs> just like, do you know that the Iowa governor, I I'm so impressed with these, strong conservative female governors. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds on Thursday said she will end her state's COVID-19 emergency declaration and will shut down vaccination and case count websites. Said we cannot continue to suspend daily enacted laws, duly enacted laws, and treat COVID-19 as a public health emergency indefinitely. Reynolds, a Republican, said after two years, it's no longer feasible or necessary. The flu and other infectious illnesses are part of our lives, and coronavirus can be managed similarly. Uh, so by the uh, middle of February, uh, it's over back there. And, uh, you know, so here's here's what the liberals say. This is, oh, by the way, it says half the U.S. states have already discontinued their public health emergency proclamations. Isn't that amazing? Out here in California, you think the Gavin Newsom still think the boogeyman's coming after him, but but he doesn't ever follow any of the rules that everybody else has to. He's over there at the French Laundry tossing back food and drinking alcohol and and hugging each other and rubbing shoulders with all these big medical lobbyists and um, and then lying about it afterwards. Got his kids down there at the great camps where other kids can't even go to a camp. He's got his kids going to a camp and and uh, not wearing a mask. Then somebody calls him on and he said, oh, he pulls him out of the camp. Now he's up to Rams and 49ers game with all his big dogs, even old HIV uh, Magic Johnson's down there, no mask or anything. He's just down there for God and everybody. So um, so they, this liberal person, Iowa Democrat Party says, just because Kim Reynolds wants the pandemic to be over doesn't mean it's over for lo- Iowans. You know something? Isn't it amazing that, that safe space liberals now you no one can ever even get a cold without rattling the whole community but like you know i for years i've worked in businesses for from the, the time i could 14 years of age i started working 
and working in businesses and people would come and go. They'd say, oh, where's John this today? Oh, he wasn't feeling good or he injured his ankle or he's got a bad cold or he got the flu or he got this, he got that. And, oh, that's too bad. We'll pray for him. We'll do this. We'll do that. Maybe we'll go bring him some chicken soup. And we just went on and you just other people just did his work. Right now we have to have somebody jam some deal up our nose, up our rear end. We got to we got to take, you know, go get put on remdesivir or put on the ventilator. We have to shut down entire doctor's offices. We got to shut down the schools. We got to shut down small businesses. We got to shut down everything. We got to wear a mask. We got to stand six feet apart. Really? And in 2020, we didn't have any additional deaths. Did you know that? In 2021, we had no additional deaths, no spike in deaths. Listen, people, we've been defrauded. Uh, So this Democrat says our doctors, our nurses and caregivers are already stretched thin. You ever felt stretched thin? Man, I've been, I'm stretched thin right now. I'm taking care of these, took on a five-person Afghan family. They don't know anything about the United States of America. I'm stretched thin, baby. I'm not asking you to put on a mask or kiss my rear or hide out in a closet or wash your, your hands a hundred times a day. Do you remember the guy, Howard Hughes, one of the richest guys in the world came up with, you know, built airplanes, jet planes and stuff was an aviator. And you'd think that guy used to date movie stars and he had everything. He had the whole world at his fingertips. But you know something? He came down with a mental illness. And, and you know that how you see the world through your brain, the grid of your brain, can tweak everything. Even though the world is just wonderful, you may be looking at the world through a funky yellow lens. You think, man, it's yellow and funky outside. But it's just a lens you're looking at it. And Howard Hughes got so screwed up that he ended up living in, in the upper story of some hotel. I think it was in Las Vegas or maybe it's Palm Springs. And he was all masked up and washed his hands incessantly, just like Dr. Lou. You know, Dr. Mingla wants you to do, wash your hands incessantly. He was a germ-aphobic person. And he ruined his entire life. Died. Died a miserable man after being brilliant and accomplishing great things for our country. Howard Hughes. Check it out. And now, I was just down at the airport last night, picking up, or the night before last, on the 1st, picking up this family with uh, Ira Burroughs, who had been canned by the San Francisco Fire Department because he wouldn't take the jab. So he helped me pick up the Afghan folks. And I just, I felt so sad. I was the only guy in the bottom part of the Sacramento airport where you pick up your baggage that was sitting there waiting for my friends to come from Afghanistan or from uh, Fort Pickney in, in Virginia, uh, where they've been hanging out till they could get released to a family or for a, a sponsored church. And, um, uh, I was the only one without a mask. All these zombies were walking back, back and forth, back and forth with these masks of all types. I just thought, you know something? The whole world has gone nuts. We'll be right back. you heard it's what you do that defines you i'm randy thomason with your save california.com minute 
That principle is blatantly manifested by the awful bills of California's ruling Democrat politicians. Here's what they're pushing. SB 871 would wipe out medical, personal, and religious exemptions so schoolchildren could be forcibly injected with a dangerous so-called vaccine that's injured and killed many kids. SB 866 would permit 12-year-olds to be injected with any number of shots without parental notification or parental consent. AB 1400 would usher in government-run, government-controlled health care, resulting in rationing, long waiting lists, and thousands of dollars more in taxes per family. See what you can do at SaveCalifornia.com, championing your values in California. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. As states pass protective legislation for women who take chemical abortion pills, pro-abortion activists are developing ways to lie and circumvent laws to access the dangerous pills. Plan C is one entity that teaches women to access chemical abortion pills regardless of the risk to their health. For women who live in states where DIY mail-order abortion isn't legal, the group openly instructs them how to utilize mail forwarding services to have the pill sent to a fake address in a state where mail-order abortion is legal. They then have the pills forwarded to their true address. Plan C also suggests women lie about their true location when ordering the pills from an abortion center. Those who for years warned against the dangers of illegal abortion are now facilitating them. Like us on Facebook at Life Issues and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. When you want to help people, you tell them the truth. When you want to help yourself, you tell them what they want to hear. One of the painful signs of years of dumbed-down education is how many people are unable to make a coherent argument. They can vent their emotions, question other people's motives, make bold assertions, repeat slogans, anything except reason. The next time some academic tells you how important diversity is, ask how many Republicans there are in their sociology department. Racism is not dead, but it is on life support. Kept alive by politicians, race hustlers, and people who get a sense of superiority by denouncing others as racists. What do you call it when someone steals someone else's money secretly? Theft. What do you call it when someone takes someone else's money openly by force? Robbery. What do you call it when a politician takes someone else's money in taxes and gives it to someone who is more likely to vote for him? Social justice. It is bad enough that so many people believe things without any evidence. What is worse is that some people have no conception of evidence and regard facts as just someone else's opinion. Activism is a way for useless people to feel important. Even if the consequences of their activism are counterproductive 
for those they claim to be helping and damaging to the fabric of society as a whole. What exactly is your fair share of what someone else has worked for? It is amazing that people who think we cannot afford to pay for doctors, hospital, and medication somehow think that we can afford to pay for doctors, hospitals, medication, and a government bureaucracy to administer it. Okay, we're in our uh, fourth segment here, and uh, in this segment, we're going to take a little break talking, and uh, I'm going to play an eight-minute and 45-minute, excuse me, eight-minute and 45-second clip. Uh, <clears throat> why the FBI unexpectedly showed up at Sharona Bishop's door. Now, this Sharona Bishop, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be redundant here. I'm just going to let you listen to it, but it's shocking. This is a. Uh, she reminded me so much of my female friends around here standing up for what's right and getting polit politically active. <clears throat> and one day, the FBI showed up at her door. Uh, the, the Attorney General of the United States of America sent the FBI to her door to uh, roust her, searched her house. Her kids were there. Her husband was there, took them outside, cuffed them. The FBI. What, what was her crime? She was politically active. She didn't hit anybody. She didn't say she was going to kill anybody, hang anybody. She was politically active, standing up and, and getting people elected, flipping school boards, getting rid of school board members, getting rid of city council members that were, that were ripping off the public, like Dan Flores. <laughs> He's got a sucking sound. <laughs> sucking the money right out of your pocket along with Crystal Martin. Uh, the the Joseph Goebbels. You know Joseph Goebbels? You remember Joseph Goebbels? You ever study him? He was a propaganda minister. He was like an expert at deceiving people <laughs> and getting paid for it and, and doing anything to uh, the Nazi cause. The cause in Martin's case is money. Money, money, money. She'll take any side you got as long as you can pay her enough, right? So if you want to jab Mexicans... She'll help you jab Mexicans. She'll go out there and deceive them. Like, oh, this jab will go do you good. Just like a heroin dealer. Oh, baby, you don't have to pay this time. I got you. Oh, you never tried heroin? Oh, I, I got you. Oh, I got it. I got it. I, free. It's free for, I, for a while. We'll see whether you like it. If you don't want any, you don't have to pay. You don't, you don't like it? You don't have to pay. No pay, no pay, no pay. We give it. And fentanyl? Oh, you want fatty? You want the new, the new meth? Make, make you crazy, girl? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Crystal Martin. You take the jab, you take the job. Man. It's like a muy bien, muy bien. We take care of you. She's like putting the pot, putting the money. She's a dealer. Dr. Doctor Lou, Dr. Mingla, Dr. Lou, the death doctor. 
and tagging up. Now we've got Goebbels and we got Mingla tagging up, giving people jab. You know why? They're getting the money. You know how much money? Uh, Dr. Lou, she makes almost $300,000 a year. She didn't even want to sleep in her own bed. We'll put her up over there at the Hampton Inn if she wants. No problem. We got you. You're like you're like a being like a little celebrity, you know. Drive you around a limousine, got you a uh, protection service because old Lou Benninger threatening you all the time. We got a protection service all the time. All right. Okay, so we're gonna uh, I'm gonna play this clip right now, and it's uh, almost almost nine minutes. This is a great clip. This woman is impressive. Okay, we'll be right back, guys. I'm really happy to welcome to the podcast uh, Sharona Bishop. Uh, Sharona's a mom. She's the founder, in fact, of a group called America's Mom, which is a conservative uh, platform to support and encourage and involve parents. She's also a wife and mom herself of four children. I uh, saw some, a very disturbing account of the FBI uh, visiting Sharona Bishop at her home, and I was like, wow, I need to get the full story. Sharona, thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. I've been reading a little bit about your case, but of course, I'm a little distrustful of the sources I'm reading, um, such as PolitiFact, uh, and I'll get to that, but let me start by asking, just describe the experience, because it's got to be a completely... Um, unnerving one of the FBI showing up at your door. When was that and what happened? Thank you, Dinesh, for having me on to share this story. I think it's very important because I'm a regular everyday citizen. I have no criminal history, no violent history. And the FBI is usually reserved for those who are participating in extreme criminal behavior. On November 16th, I was homeschooling my kids and cooking for the week. You know, we're still in our pajamas and um, just living our life. And at 930 in the morning, there was banging on our front door and uh, followed by yelling and um I didn't have any reason to believe the FBI would ever be at my door. So it took me just a minute to kind of figure out what was going on. I ushered my boys into their bedroom and just said, wait here, they're eight and 10. And uh, my husband came up from the from uh, his office downstairs. He could hear banging on the door and didn't know what was going on. And probably in a less, definitely under a minute, maybe 45 seconds, we were at the door about to open it. They were yelling, this is the FBI, we have a warrant. And before we could open the door, we were literally right there. They took a battering ram to my door and busted it open. The irony is the door wasn't even locked. Um, and, and again, I mean, no time for us to get to the door and con contemplate and comprehend what is going on. Um, after they busted my door open, they uh, proceeded to pull my husband out the front door and pulled me out the front door. I had my phone in my hand trying to call our attorney because I didn't know what to do. I don't know what, are they allowed to do this? And what am I supposed to be doing when they come to my home like this? Uh, they grabbed my phone from my hand. I asked for it back. They said, absolutely not. It's part of the warrant and they can take it. And they proceeded to pull my arm back behind me and handcuff me. Um, they handcuffed um, myself and attempted to handcuff my husband as well. Um, I was in handcuffs for about 30 minutes. My boys finally came to the front door to see what was going on. And, you know, you're standing out there in your pajamas. It's, it's cold. It's November in the mountains here where I live. And they are... Um, going through my home. They didn't, uh, gosh, you know, I, it's still kind of a, um, a shocking situation. Um, but there was more that went on that day as well with my oldest daughter who was present. Uh, one of the agents who was six, seven, six, five, six, seven, 
um, proceeded to manhandle her by her hoodie, pulling her up the stairs and back down the stairs um, after we'd asked that she get her phone so she could call our attorney and we could figure out what to do. You know, I'm a regular person and I'm well aware of the October 4th um, mandate that was put out by the DOJ to go after parents who are being vocal against this regime right now, both in the school board and nationally. So that's that's really where we're at right now. Now, let's turn to that. Let's describe uh, what what is the type of activism that you're involved in that you think made you a target? Uh, and then second, what was their stated reason for being at your door? They, they're, they're like, we got to search your house. Search your house for what? Right. So it took them, they, they needed about a half an hour to clear my house, quote unquote, and they, the, the warrant stated that it was conspiracy to commit wire fraud. I don't know what that means, but I've spoken to many retired agents since who have told me that's just a categorical you know, cover to be able to get your contact information. One thing I, I want you to know is that one of the investigators that was present that morning, I asked him, why, what is it you think I've done that warrants this behavior on my family? And he said, you connect people. So the activism that I do is I hold school boards accountable. Um, I realized in 2019 that elections have consequences. Bad policy is destroying my state, destroying my local county. Um, and I, I wanted the people, regular people, to get involved and stop letting the political elite determine our lives. Their policies are destroying us. And in, in a very quick, hasty way, we're seeing it right now under the Biden regime. Um, but that's, that's what I do. I educate parents. I bring them together with a elected officials so they can hear firsthand and get involved in the conversation. In Colorado, we flipped 10 school boards on November uh, 3rd, 2021. It was an unprecedented action and it was because parents got involved. And um, we, you know, that's what we do. We encourage regular people, get involved. This is your country, it's your state, it's your town. And you've got to hold these people accountable. So that's really the work I do. Um, I've also been aware of election irregularities in Colorado, as well as the rest of the country. And um, I think those two things in tandem are, are dangerous right now. They do not want regular people being a part of this process. They don't want us asking questions, and they definitely don't want us using social media, media to educate other people. I mean, you know how that goes. The censorship has been unbelievable. Um, our phones are tapped. You know, it, it's unbelievable. It's alarming what is happening in America, where we're supposed to be able to express our grievances. We're supposed to be able to hold our government accountable. And these actions definitely um, persuade some to be silent. No, Sharona, there's a um, there's a so-called fact check in in um, in PolitiFact. And I, I'm sort of chuckling because I know that these fact checks are largely fraudulent. But in this fact check, it uh, it says that uh, the FBI was really trying to search a woman named Tina Peters, who was a Mesa County clerk, on some apparent election violation, and that they searched your home because you were an ally of Tina Peters. And I'm thinking to myself, how stupid is that? Uh, whatever they're searching her house for, whether legitimate or not, what possibly could you have to do with that just by being, quote, associated with her? So the article was deeply unsatisfactory on its own merits, but would you address this issue that they weren't going after you, says PolitiFact, because you're a parent or you're an activist, it had nothing to do with school boards, but there was evidently some, some alleged corruption against this other woman, Tina Peters, you're associated with her, that's why they came to search your house. Address that directly, if you will. 
Absolutely. Well, that's there's two things you're not allowed to talk about. You're not allowed to talk about election irregularities and you're not allowed to talk about your grievances with school boards. And we know for a fact that our school, our a superintendent of our school district here reported parents to the FBI. They took advantage of that offer and they made a list and sent it to them. Interestingly enough, on the, I don't work for Clerk Peters. I don't, I'm, I'm an independent citizen. I've simply used my voice to say there are some things going on that don't look right. I've been a very vocal supporter of people who are investigating election irregularities and a very vocal supporter of grassroots people who are running for school boards. PolitiFact has never called me. They've never interviewed me. They have no idea what they're talking about. They've certainly never seen the warrant um, that was served to me. And as far as I know, they haven't spoken with the FBI. We also have never seen the affidavit that led to these warrants. So um, they have no idea. And, and quite frankly, at the end of the day, I still don't fully understand why they came to my home. I really don't. Um, but I speculate that those are the two things we're just not allowed to be a part of in America anymore. I think what's disturbing, Sharona, and maybe I'll close on this, is the fact that the, you know, we heard about Merrick Garland and his task force against terrorism. We heard about the prospect of parents being targeted. But you are a real-life parent who was, in fact, uh, whose privacy and whose life was uh, invaded in this way. I think it's a very disturbing indication. And thank you very much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much, Tanish. Keep up the good fight. My pleasure. All right, I hope you enjoyed that. Some of my friends are just like that lady you were, Sharona, just like that lady you were hearing about, Sharona Bishop. Never heard that name, Sharona. Anyway, uh, I need to move on here. I got a lot to talk about. I, I want uh, you to think about doing something. St. Valentine's Day or Valentine's Day is coming up on February 14th. So I want to, we're, we're launching this uh, at the request of the Constitutional Law Group. We're launching a file a lawsuit against the government uh, on Valentine's Day. And we're going to do it in county, uh, state, and federal courthouses. Okay. We're, and so I want to tell you how to do it. We're doing it in Yuba and Sutter counties. This is uh, we're doing it by by the way, anybody across the United States can do this. And I, uh, so wherever, whatever state, this is a national thing. And uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to give you the let's see, what should I tell you first? OK, I'm going to give you the 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 criminal complaint. Here's what it is. In the United States, all federal, state and county courts is written by Rick Mark Martin of the Constitutional Law Group. You can go to and see all this online at constitutionallawgroup.us, constitutionallawgroup.us, right? And <clears throat> so this complaint, it's a six-page complaint. It says, we the people versus Mr. Alex Azar. That's who, behind the scenes, he's a pharmaceutical guy that ran this whole COVID thing, the accused. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the accused. Dr. Peter Desek, he's a zoologist who got the Wuhan lab money. And he he laundered the Wuhan lab money. Peter Daszak, the he's the accused. Doctor Ralph Barrick, who he he uh, weaponized. He weaponized made made the COVID uh, just a common cold. He bioweaponized it at the uh, Chapel Hill uh, outlet of the uh, University of North North Carolina. Those are the four major accused. Then FDA, Federal Drug Administration. Uh, food. I'm sorry, Food and Drug Administration, CDC, the NIAID, that's Fauci's operation, Moderna, the accused, Pfizer, the accused, and then it just goes on and on and on. 
And uh, anyway, and then it, it has all the counts, uh, acts of ter- domestic terrorism resulting in the death of Americans, conspiring to commit acts of terrorism, con- conspiring to criminal commercial activity, funding and creating a biological weapon, marketing manipulation and allocation, lying to Congress, interlocking directorates, and seditious conspiracy. Now, all this is very simple. You just go to this website. And let me let me just return to that page. So you go to the website at Constitutional Law Group. It's called Constitutional Law Group dot US. And then it'll say right at the top, it'll say click here for action. So that'll you can you can get it done there, or you could go over take action and put your cursor on it, and it'll say St. Valentine's Day document and protest for our love of freedom. So click on that and it's going to bring you, hold on, let me do it. So then it's going to take you down and it's going to, there's a a video and it's going to have some doctors and Bobby Kennedy talking, and then it'll have Rick Martin talking. It's called for our love of freedom. So those that go to glad tidings, you're going to see this uh, on, on the big screen uh, this, this coming uh, weekend or this weekend, then we'll probably, and then, because we just got this weekend to get this organized. We got this week to get it organized. So uh, anyway, then you can download or print off the the uh, the document. The entire lawsuit is, is written there for you. And uh, so you just print it off, and you put the district attorney's name, the prosecuting attorney's name at the top, and the county you're filing it in. And then at the bottom, you put your own name, and the proper date, and you get it notarized. That means you get a notary, repu- notary, not republic, but notary public, and you pay them, and you take in your ID, your passport, or your driver's license, and say, okay, I'm, like in my case, going to say, this is my ID. I'm Lou Benninger, see right here, and I'm signing this right before you. So then you take the notarized suit that's already written for you. You just put the prosecutor's name at the top, your name at the bottom. You take it in, and we're going to do it in California. We're doing it simultaneously across the United States on various time zones. So some people are going to be doing it later in the day, some people midday, and some people in the early morning when they get start work. So we're going to do it here at noon or so in Yuba and Sutter counties, and we're going to get as many people as we can. Now, listen, we're not going to a bunch of us sign the same complaint. We're each doing our own complaint. And you go to the DA's office, you submit the complaint, they they stamp it, re- stamped, received, and then you ask them, you keep a copy of your own before you give them a copy, then they stamp and receive it, and then you ask them for a copy of the received copy that they, that. so in other words, they're not going to say, I never got it, because you're going to, you want a copy of that, even if you pay a few dollars for it, and then, then that's it. And then they have so many days to respond to the lawsuit, and then they're going to have to turn it over to the the, uh, sheriff of the county, and then he will, he or she, or they'll give it to uh, DA investigators, and they'll read all the, there's six pages, five to six pages of evidence to support the charges, the complaint that you're making to the DA against uh, those people I just mentioned. So then... Uh, those people will have to respond. Now, listen, we're going to, we're doing it in hundreds of courts, thousands of courts. I don't know how many they got going, but we're going to do Yuba and Sutter courts right here. And then uh, before this uh, telecast we're doing now, we got the Freedom Co. meeting. We're probably, there'll be six, eight other counties there. We're going to promote it this weekend, but it needs to all be done before the weekend, before Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is Monday, the 14th of 2022. So Monday, 
uh, two weeks from uh, Monday, right? Because it's going to be the fifth here is Saturday. So we need to do it the week before, get it all organized, get as many of your friends together to all do this together separately. In other words, do the same, same act, but each file your separate lawsuit one after another, just line up at the, the doors, wherever the filing place is. Now, in Yuba Sutter, I'm talking to my paralegal friend who, who supports the show, Nellie Garcia. I said, Nellie, exactly. I know where the DA's office is in the courthouse in Yuba County, but I don't know where the DA's office is in Sutter County. But by the time we get ready to do this, we'll know. And you could make a call tomorrow and find out. But we're, we're going to get as many people as we can to just line up and file one after another, after another, after another, after another, after another. We get hundreds of people. Great. And uh, you do that in whatever county you're listening from in the United States of America. So all your people out there in Outer Slombodia, the state of Outer Slombodia. Remember when Barack Obama said there were 58 states? I created a new state called Outer Slombodia. And if you're in Outer Slombodia, you could go to your prosecutor and take that document right off the website. It's all there for you. Now, the video is very inspiring. And so check it out. And uh, we're at the end of our fourth segment. And uh, I got to get to thanking all my sponsors here in a minute. So as soon as we come back, I'm going to give them a shout out. Okay, hold on. We'll be right back. Today marks the one-year anniversary of the deadly January 6th Capitol insurrection, where violent Trump supporters viciously murdered zeros of people and almost AOC. I'm reporting live in Washington at the annual reunion of those most intimately involved with the planning and execution of the attack, FBI agents. So what's it like to be back? Uh, if I was indeed present at the initial attack, which I'm not saying I was, uh, it's good to be back. What precisely was your involvement last year? I may have allegedly moved a barrier, which I didn't. But if I did, I, I then said, let's storm the Capitol, along with my colleague Steve, who I'm hypothetically happy to see again, allegedly. Right. So what lessons can we take from the January 6th events? They showed us how incredibly violent Trump supporters are in our fevered imaginations. When I was allegedly pretending to be a Trump supporter, it was very, very scary. It was terrifying. I imagine that they were filled with hatred and racism as they walked calmly through the Capitol taking selfies. So what do you have planned for this reunion? Oh, we're going to throw Frisbee, uh, maybe barbecue some chini. Who knows, maybe we'll get a few PBRs in us and uh, go kidnap a governor, uh, as we may have done allegedly in the past. Is there anyone at this reunion who's not an FBI agent? Um, there's Jake. Jake. I'm standing here with Trump supporter Jake, who was present at the Capitol riot. Jake, why did you decide to violently riot? Well, we were taking our orders directly from President Trump, who is still the president. When Trump said that we should protest peacefully, what I heard was murder, kill, and destroy. 
And when he said that we needed to show strength, I understood that to mean, of course, that we needed to go steal a podium and then leave a poop on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Wait, you did all that and they didn't arrest you? Oh, I got arrested. I spent some time in jail. Uh, but then I lied and said that I just burned down a car lot and stole some Nikes in the name of racial justice. Mm -hmm. And then they let me out uh, on parole. You know, you know, Kamala Harris, in fact, even uh, even raised some money to let me out. So, so, yeah. so generous. Yeah. Very clever. Well, there you have it. If you'd like to see more January 6th coverage, be sure to switch over to CNN, where they will be covering it continuously, forever, until the end of time. Coming up next, we go live to the somber ceremony in which Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez lays a wreath at her own grave. Nick Bryant, author of the book, The Franklin Scandal, Assault Abuse and Betrayal, has become an expert on the subject of political blackmail and government cover-ups. He has been sounding the alarm that the same legal aberrations that occurred in the Franklin scandal have happened with Jeffrey Epstein and are happening in the Maxwell case, a cover-up from the highest levels of government. Farmer says she reported the assault to the FBI, but she told us it wasn't for another decade, just before Epstein's first arrest in 2006, that an agent finally appeared at her door. Farmer says they never followed up. They still haven't asked to talk to me. They are trying to pretend I do not exist. It was reported to the FBI as early as 1996 that Jeffrey Epstein was trafficking children, and they did nothing. Nothing until 10 years later, when Palm Beach police began an investigation after a 14-year-old girl reported being molested. From their investigation, the Department of Justice was handed a list of 32 underage victims, and the cover-up ensued. With victims as young as 11 years old, they called only one witness, and Epstein was not indicted on a single count of child abuse. Instead, they charged him with one count of soliciting adult prostitution. He did just over a year on house arrest, like a VIP. Immunity was granted to all of Epstein's co-conspirators, and his victims were denied any opportunity for justice. Federal prosecutor Alexander Acosta said that he was told that Epstein belonged to intelligence and to leave it alone. This order could have only come from the attorney general or the president. The Miami Herald exposed this all to the public in 2018. Governor DeSantis ordered an investigation and local police were cleared of any malfeasance. Jeffrey Epstein was arrested and suicided in his jail cell. Thousands of sexually suggestive photographs were found cataloged on computer disks. Former victim Maria Farmer described on mainstream television how Epstein was running a pedophile blackmail operation. Epstein told her the whole house was wired with pinhole cameras and took her into the media room where they were monitored. I looked on the cameras and I saw toilet, toilet, bed, bed, toilet, bed. I'm like, I am never gonna use the restroom here and I'm never gonna sleep here. Was there videotape? Oh yeah, it was all video, all the time, yeah. And, and I asked him one time, what do you do with this? And he said, I keep it, I keep everything in my safe. Eventually, Ghislaine Maxwell was arrested. Unsealed documents from a defamation lawsuit between Maxwell and one of her victims revealed the names of those who had sexually molested the young victim, including Prince Andrew and Alan Dershowitz, who was one of the first to start pushing the idea of mandatory vaccines. That's how blackmail works. 
the judge for Maxwell's trial, Judge Allison Nathan, has already deemed the details of the Maxwell case too sensationalist and impure for the public, and was just recommended for promotion to the U.S. Court of Appeals by Chuck Schumer. Ghislaine Maxwell has trafficked scores of children for decades, some as young as 11, but is only being charged with one count. Epstein was brought in by Wexner, who had close connections with the mob, and handled by Maxwell, who was raised up by Israeli intelligence. This trial is about the rampant systemic use of pedophilia as a means of blackmail, and exposing it is absolutely paramount if we are to reform society. Nick Bryant has organized Survivors Standing With Survivors, 62 anti-trafficking organizations standing together for justice in the Maxwell trial. Bryant proposes three things to possibly save hundreds of thousands of victims. A Truth and Reconciliation Committee to correct the law, retroactively abolishing the statute of limitations, and enforce the laws in the porn industry, pointing out how Pornhub has been busted 118 times for underage sex and still has a thriving business. No, we're not going to stand for this. Our children cannot be molested with impunity, no matter how powerful or well-connected or wealthy their perpetrators are. They cannot be molested with impunity. For Infowars.com, this is Greg Reese. Okay, so any of you, you all that are uh, that are wondering if you have any questions about this project with the Constitutional Law Group, and you and you get have a question, you it's probably easier to call me than it is Rick Martin. I I talked to him last night. He's out in Michigan helping some people fight a gnarly case, and um, so you might call me, and I'll I'll make sure to get your answers. I got Nellie Garcia with North Valley Paralegal uh, looking over the case tonight. As I'm making this uh, tonight, this is Thursday night. This show will pop up Saturday morning. Thanks to Tanner Martis from Conroe, Texas. And uh, Nellie is checking out and to make sure um, we all get to the right spot to file. Now, I'm sure if you go over to file and they'll say, oh, you're at the wrong the wrong window, go down here to window five. They'll, they'll guide you. And uh, But the idea is we want to have a mass. So right now, this is our... Uh, Canadian truckers move. We're not going to drive trucks. I don't own a truck. Uh, so this is our way to do this legally and have a truckers uh, stampede. Uh, we'll have a legal move, you know, a, a, a legal protest. Okay. So, all right. Uh, go to that. It's pretty self-explanatory online, but if you have any hitches in the get along, remember my phone number, 530-713-1838. Okay. Don't forget me. All right. So, uh, by the way, let me just say once again, uh, if you could, if you're around here and you can help me with a house for our Afghan family, uh, I gotta, I gotta jam it up within a, I got about seven more days. I got to have a house for them. So I know houses are hard to come by. And if you can make me a, a good deal on a house, I don't want to buy one. I want to rent one. 
and uh, I don't think we can qualify for Section 8 right now. They can't They can't get – the guy that – anyway, I don't have time to get off into the details. If you want more details about it, just dial me up, and I'll, 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 I'll explain all the details. But uh, we're working with Samaritan's Purse, Glad Tidings Samaritan's Purse, federal government, and uh, it's going pretty good, actually, and the people are just beyond happy. They're so happy to be here, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm loving them, Sue having a good time. Hey, I want to mention uh, Dr. Cassidy and I, we are working on a couple different projects together. We've known each other for over 30 years. And we, uh, if you guys got tattoos, any you gangbangers, or you don't have to be a gangbanger, ex-prison person, but if you got tattoos and spots that are now goofing you up, getting a job, there's lots of jobs out there. But if you got like F off, uh, you know, F-U-C-K off on your forehead, or you got something gnarly or stuff on your cheeks or on your hands or your arms, uh, exposed areas, lower legs of females, we will clean you up and, uh, we'll do it cheap. We're going to do, we do $50 a session. We're not rookies at this. We've been doing it over 20 years and, uh, we, we do it once a month. We, we treat you once and then you heal for four weeks and then we'll come back and treat you again. And we just, it keeps getting lighter and lighter and lighter. People always ask, does it scar you? No, it doesn't scar you. People I've run into people. I see them in residence. They said, you don't even know me, do you? She said, I was the gal that had the tats all over my face. I said, well, how are you doing now? She said, I am so happy. I said, all right, girl. So uh, anyway, if you, want, if you want to get your tats off, you could call Karen at Glad Tidings at 530-671-3160. 530-671-3160. And if you want to uh, get your, uh, your, uh, the monkey off your back with addiction, doesn't matter what you're addicted to, smokes, uh, weed, meth, uh, opiates, feta, fatty, whatever you're taking, uh, we, we can help you get that. And we'll fast track you, Dr. Cassidy and I. So he's working over at Peachtree Health Clinic. And you can call them at 530-749-3242, 530-749-3242. And they should just say, say, I need to see Dr. Cassidy. Oh, he's really, don't take any excuses. Just listen to him. Be kind, be really kind. And say, uh, and they say, what do you need to see him for? Just say addiction. So if 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 they say, oh, he's not going to be able to do that, say, okay, thank you very much. Just move on. Don't get in any arguments at the front desk. Just or over the phone. Just then, I'm going to give you Dr. Cassidy's number right now, and then text him. Do not call him. Text him. Five three zero six eight two eight six four eight. All you have to do is text him with your name. Just say I need addiction help. Couldn't get through front desk or something like that. And just leave your name. He will call you back. If you get nervous and he's not calling you back fast enough, then call me. And 530-67, let's see, 530-713-1838. Call me or text me night or day, seven days a week. We're going to get you into a program if you need a program. We're not going to jam you into something you're not going to want. But maybe you could do outpatient. Maybe you could do inpatient. Maybe you need to get on Suboxone. Maybe you need to get something uh, to uh, deal with the DTs coming off alcohol. We can also get, we have some detox beds open. We can detox you. We can get you tr- into transitional living. I just got a call tonight before I came on the air. A lady I used to know in Yuba County Jail, and she's been, she's just coming out of a rehab. She's got two little kids. She said, Lou, I don't have any place to stay. I, I need a place, I need a place to stay. Can you help me? So um, anyway, uh, those are the type of things we're interested in. We can get people. We got all kinds of friends in the sober community. And I just got a call from another lady this week, new from Yuba County Jail. She said, Lou, I just got out of prison. And uh, can you help me get a job? I said, I 
baby, I can help you get a job because you're a good worker. She's she's a sharp gal. And uh, I said, how did a person like you get into prison? I said, they should fight to keep you out. Anyway, we're got it. We're going to hook her up with a job right away. I'm taking her to church with me Saturday night. It's going to be a hot time and an old time in the old corral, the OK Corral. So Dr. Cassidy, 530-682-8648. Lou Benninger, 530-713-1838. The other day, Dr. Cassidy was over at his dentist. And the dentist said, hey, I hear this guy talking about you on the radio. She, 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 he says, you really give your cell phone out to people? He said, yeah. He said, I give my cell phone to everybody. So what? Okay. And Nellie, Nellie Garcia, tonight she's reading over the, uh, the, the uh, complaint, and she wants to make sure everybody does it just exactly right so we don't get, we don't, uh, get screwed around by the uh, government. So uh, if you want her to help you, uh, that's North Valley Paralegal. That's my friend. She calls me dad. I don't, well, I'm not her dad, but I, maybe she maybe she thinks it's a good setup. So I don't know. North Valley Paralegal, 751 Sutter Street, Yuba City. And you can reach her. She works night and day, works very hard. She's a very pleasant person. She's an honest lady. And she will get your job done for you. 530-751-9289. 751-9289. Right down Sutter Street. That's right down along the river in Yuba city <clears throat> and between the two bridges, easy to get to from Yuba County, Sutter County. She'll work with no, doesn't matter what County you're in. She's a good gal and if, no use going to attorney unless she, she'll tell you if she can't do it, you got to have an attorney go into court and kick some rear. She'll tell you, but, uh, but lots of stuff. She can just handle lots cheaper, lot nicer, etc. Now, the other day I was, um, just thinking about Thrifty Rooter and, and what a great service they provide our community. And thank God, you know, I always think of this Mike Rowe, you know, the guy that does all the jobs. And and I think, in fact, I was out at, uh, I ran into two two places that support us here, Plumbing Doctor. And today we had a leak, uh, the main line, the water line going into the church under the concrete, pushing out water. I thought, oh, brother. And Plumbing Doctor was out there going to, maybe cut into the concrete out there and try to solve something. I don't know how they're going to do it, but these, these plumbers and these uh, septic operators are amazing folks and they are talented. And that's how thrifty rooter is. They've been, they got a reputation baby. And, and there there's, I don't think there's another <clears throat> plumbing operation that's been around so long. And you don't, you don't hang in business for 40 some years ripping people off. You, 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 they keep calling you back because every time you come in, you come in, when things are crazy and you walk out and things are calm again, <laughs> there's there's peace in the valley. The water's running the right way, and that's Thrifty Rooter. Those guys get it on. Uh, if you want a job, they're looking for. They'll train you how to be a plumber. Plumbers make a lot of money. I'm not saying they're overcharging. I'm just saying people in the trades. I got all my friends are in the trades. They're builders. They're they they're block layers. They're electricians, they're, they're welders, they're fabricators, they're all kinds of stuff. They're mechanics, and they make good money. There's, you don't have to go to college. Please don't waste your time on college. Just go to places like Thrifty Rooter, and I'll give you a couple other spots. There's jobs everywhere. I, everybody coming out of prison or trouble, they, they said, Lou, can you help me with a job? I said, this is really easy. That's the easiest thing I can do right now. Thrifty Rooter, you can go on their website at thriftyrooter.com net thrifty rooter one word no extra punctuation dot net and they, they tell the whole story there what they do all the bells and whistles all the flavors just like looking at the menu at a restaurant they'll tell you what they got going and you can just uh click on what you think you need 
And then, or you can write a little thing in the box that I, I need this, this, and this. I don't know. I don't know what I need. I just got these problems. Help, help, help. And then, and then you can put your address and uh, phone number and all that kind of stuff and shoot it right off that internet site. Or if you want to do old school, you think I'm too stressed, man, the toilet's flowing, the, you know, water's coming up. I got steam coming up in the grass. Just dial up 530-673-8201, 673-8201, and they, they got dispatchers just like the 911 police dispatchers. That They'll just hear you stressing out on the other end of the line. They'll tell you how to keep calm, tell you what to do to settle down until we get it over there. 530-673-8201. Tell them you heard it over here at the podcast at No Hostages Radio, and you'll make me happy and, and – uh, I want them to do good because they are good. So I want them to be blessed over there. And uh, let me give you one more, and then I'm going to jump back into the action here. Uh, my friend Dave Greenis, we got a bunch of guys working on this house on E Street, so we're going to we're going to make this place look beautiful. We're going to make it have a happy happy time right on E Street. This house is going to be feel. You know how when you you see somebody that takes an old '55 Chevy or '57 Chevy. And it's all rusted and got some dings in it and looking pretty rough and rotted tires. And the next thing you know, that thing looks nicer than coming off the showroom, right? And I said, that car's a happy car. Well, this house is going to be a happy house, and we're going to have a lot of young people in there that we're going to train how to change people's lives around the world. And uh, Dave Granitz is over there helping us on it, and Bob Farley, Ted Holmes, and and uh, Greg Davey, and Will Fanning from... Uh, from All Power Services, I haven't told you about him. Maybe I'll just tell, tell – well, let me tell you about Greenitz. I'll tell you about All Power next segment. Greenitz is over there. He is a master carpenter, and he's got about three or four crews, I think, just knocking out one kitchen after another. They all work on different kitchens, and they're knocking kitchens and baths, kitchens and baths, kitchens and baths. But he's, he can do all kinds of stuff for you. He does decks. He does front ends, front front entrances. You want to up, upgrade the front entrance. You just have to go to his website or his Facebook site and see the before and after to just like, it'll sell you. If that doesn't sell you, really, just get anybody off the street. Uh, you can go to Greenitz Construction. That's the the color green with E-T-Z on the end, greenitzconstruction.com or Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook page. Or you can just, uh, you can send him a message off those sites or you could dial him up at 530, text him at 530. 682-9602, 682-9602, okay, I got a couple more, these people are all good as gold, I'm telling you, I wouldn't even talk about them if they weren't solid, just solid as can be, so let me see, I've just got a, I got seven minutes here, and I got another 20 minutes, so okay, I want you to, there's a couple of websites that are great, there's Children's Health Defense, org children's health org you can't live without that website the other one i love is savecalifornia.com savecalifornia.com that's a california obviously randy thomason he's a wonderful guy i know him personally i do not know the people i do not know bobby kennedy personally but i like him the more i talk I hear him he's he 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 is of a different political persuasion but a lot of, a lot of stuff we we see eye to eye so this is an article it says school children revolt against useless masks. And I, I had a last week, I wrote an article for the territorial dispatch about kids in LA getting jerked around by schools. It's amazing. Schools are t- treating kids like, like convicts. And uh, it says at the urging of parents along with encouragement for analytical classmates about 
200 students in Oakdale, California, refused to wear dehumanizing masks this week. Uh, they were in at because when they did that, instead of being sent outside like the people at uh, West Charter School uh, in L.A., these guys were all sent to the gym. They were all dirty, just like the Jews. They were they're dirty. They they wouldn't take the jab. Right. So they're filthy. They're like vermin. They're like rats. That's what they called the Jews. They label them. Then they just didn't. They killed them. Another mask rebellion occurred in San Diego County where mask free students were sent home. Uh, He says, Randy says, it's the launch of the larger revolt for our God given rights. I believe that it isn't any it's not some stupid thing. This is a big thing. Telling them to jam that mask up where it can't be found. Right. Put it back there in the rear. It's, Randy says it's so good that some Californians are abandoning, abandoning their uh, irrational fear that they must wear a mask or, or get sick or get punished. Said despite Democratic politicians ordering you to mask up for your health, Gavin Newsom and San Francisco Mayor London Breed and Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti, who was cutting people's power and, and water off for keeping their business open. These guys, they ought to be hung, literally. Democrat Congressman Ted Lieu. Ted Lieu is such a Nazi. L-I-E-U of L.A.'s South Bay. All down there. No no mask at that, at that football game. Okay. So he asks, will Newsom, he says, end his mask date on February 15th? Now, isn't that interesting? Iowa is entering, uh, ending their whole emergency operation for COVID on the 15th. And he said, will he do it? And uh, so I'm not, he, 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 he uh, introduces some interesting facts here. One is he, these are other countries and cities that are dropping their COVID restrictions. Sweden, Norway, Finland, Denmark, Ireland, France, Italy, and Switzerland are getting rid of their mask and vaccine mandates. So is a Democrat ruled city of Denver. That's not yeah, Denver, Colorado. Interesting. That's, that is a very liberal city. Okay, uh, let's see what else I wanted to tell you about this. I'm just going to skip through this. Uh, listen, there's nothing healthy. It was all a lie. It wasn't close. It wasn't a. It wasn't a, a tilter. It wasn't a tipping point. It wasn't a hair splitter, right? It was a lie. A hundred percent boondoggle lie. Uh it's like a myth. If a black cat does something or something happens on a ladder, right? All those myths, superstitions. Wearing a mask is not only stupid, it's really bad for your health. Staying inside all day is really bad for your health. Not hugging people, not smiling at people, not exchanging glances at people without a mask is bad for your mental health. We need to see people's mouth, nose, cheeks move. We need to see their expressions. That's all about being human. It's being inhuman and being a prisoner and being turned into a robot that you mask your personality. Masking, it's like putting a bag over your head and looking through peepholes. It's stupid. It's corrupt. It's barbaric. It's evil. It should have never been done, and people need to be punished. That's why we're filing these lawsuits, okay? This is the Covidian cult. This is what we call the branch Covidian 
cult. Now, let me see. I got a couple minutes here. So uh, let me go down here and see if I can cover something you might find interesting. Oh, here's Klaus Schwab, World Economic. I may have done this last week, so maybe maybe I won't do that. Uh, here's one. It, this is an article, a guy that I keep up with. His name's Paul Joseph Watson. He does a lot of uh, reporting for uh, InfoWars. He says... And a lot of the doctors are saying this, big-time doctors in the United States are saying 60%, 70% of COVID, what they're calling COVID patients, are being treated for something else. They call them all COVID patients. It's all a fraud, people. It's all a scam. It's like Bernie Madoff on steroids, and yet Bernie we sent to prison, and I think he died there. And Charles Ponzi, the same thing. You've heard of these things, Ponzi schemes, same thing, same thing. So Paul Joseph Watson said new figures show that half of COVID patients in hospitals in England are primarily being treated for something else. In the United States, I think it's up to 70%. Official, anyway, he gives us statistics. Either you're going to believe me or not. He's talked about 64% in London or higher. The growing proportion of patients who are in the hospital with COVID rather than it's, it's with COVID rather than for COVID. In other words, they're coming in for heart issues. Listen, if you take the jab, you're going to have myocarditis. They have hundreds of of uh, uh, athletes that have died, pro athletes that have died in in the uh, Europe because of the jab, just having heart attacks out on the field. So you're ending up people coming in with heart tremors, heart. In fact, the, the top the top mountain bike I can't remember his name right now. Uh, the top mountain bike competitor in the world uh, took the jab. His his girlfriend took the jab. She seemed to do okay, and he's his heart is goofed up, and he does a. You can see him on YouTube telling about it. He gives testimony. He's got a big following. He and his girlfriend on YouTube, and uh, anyway, the the uh, the what's they call it? It's not hang glider, but the the people that jump off the high places and then drop a chute at the last minute. The top guy in the world has also got myocarditis. Okay, we're going to be right back to finish up our last segment and then we'll be done for the week and uh, be hang with us for another set of clips. Only you can make all this world seem This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. China is holding the Winter Olympics, and human rights activists say they're using the event to legitimize its acts of human genocide and crimes against humanity. China has persecuted the Uyghur people by using forced abortion, infanticide, forced labor, torture, and killing. It's estimated 2 million Uyghurs are held in concentration camps. Corporate sponsorships makes the Winter Olympics possible, and one company who responded to media inquiries is Atos. Their response was, it's proud of the role we play. According to their website, this tech company's hallmarks are safety, inclusion, security, and trust, none of which are available to the Uyghurs. I wonder how these corporate officers are able to sleep at night and look themselves in the mirror. Please pray for the Uyghur people. Follow us on Twitter at Life Issues USA and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. 
Well, traditionally, it's taken far longer for the FDA to approve vaccines for pregnant women than for the rest of the population. In fact, we know that just about any substance you can put in the body can be risky for a pregnant woman. That's why just about every big pharma ad you see on TV says, don't take this if you're pregnant. But of course, the unholy Fauci shot is the exception. We rushed it to emergency approval, and then we rushed without any real evidence and just said it was 100% safe for pregnant women. It was a lie. They lied to you. On January 6th, even the liberal New York Times had to admit it. A story that day announced that anecdotal reports were true. Women who got vaccinated were having their menstrual cycles thrown off. Postmenopausal women started having periods again. Read between the lines and you know something is obvious. A drug powerful enough to throw off your menstrual cycle or turn it back entirely is also powerful enough to cause a spontaneous abortion or a miscarriage. And that's exactly what's happening. We have the data from the Armed Forces DMED database. Miscarriages among vaccinated women are 3.4 times the baseline rate from beforehand, up 300%. Project that rate out for the entire population of childbearing women, and the figure is horrifying. Ex-head of respiratory research at Pfizer, researchers including Craig Cooper have sourced VAERS data on vaccine death and injury in the U.S., a database of over 700,000 adverse reactions caused by the Moderna, Pfizer, and Janssen vaccines. These vaccines have been deployed in different batches, officially referred to as LOTS. This has allowed Yeadon's team to back engineer Big Pharma's COVID-19 vaccine deployment agenda in the U.S., all their information is published at howbadismybatch.com and howbad.info. And what we learn is quite telling. About 0.5% of all the different batches are highly toxic, resulting in hospitalization, disability, and death within days or weeks of injection. Other batches cause minimal adverse reactions and most appear to be harmless placebos. When plotting on a timeline, we can see that these three companies have been working together to quietly monitor the lethal effectiveness of specific deadly batches. While one company is deploying a lethal batch, the other two deploy harmless ones, creating the scientific environment to perform dose range finding, or the maximum tolerated dose for each specific batch. The timeline shows that each lethal batch deployment is preceded and followed by a quiet period allowing them time to establish their baseline before the next deadly batch is deployed. Private leaked documents from the CDC show a list of expiry dates, and only certain lots are included, the very same lots found to be highly toxic in Parta Cooper's database. Which makes sense, there would be no reason to list expiration dates for saline placebo, only the deadly ones. This mode of deployment allows governments the ability to direct deadly batches into specific populations, such as red states. Analysis of the number of dying per 100,000 vaccinated in 50 states shows us that the overwhelming majority of vaccine deaths are happening in red states. Some red states are experiencing 11 times more vaccine deaths than other states. On average, red states are experiencing twice the amount of vaccine death and injuries than blue states. After ruling out other possibilities, 
Harda Cooper concluded that this can only be due to the fact that red states received at least twice as much of the lethal batches than blue states did. Among several other crimes, they are tipping the scales of the democratic process by killing people who voted against the New World Order's woke, build back better, great reset. While at the same time, endlessly flooding the borders with unvaccinated foreigners. And it's happening right now. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. I found my thrill on Blueberry Hill. On Blueberry Hill. When I found you, the moon stood still. Okay, so you've seen what's going on with Trudeau. Trudeau has been trained, and he's a communist. And uh, Trudeau slams anti-vaccine mandate truckers. He's calling them all anti-vaccine because they're they're protesting his lockdown and communist Canada. He said uh, he slammed. We got they say fifty thousand and maybe a hundred thousand, but the media is uh, co-opting the story. The convoy of 50,000 trucks, this is Paul Joseph Watson, are making their way to Ottawa. He talks about it uh, to demonstrate against a mandate that requires them to be fully vaccinated or face a 14-day quarantine every time they cross the U.S. border. Now, listen, I ship uh, every month. I ship a couple containers to uh, Cambodia, and we're constantly shipping uh, stuff up and down California and over from Nevada into here. And uh, and we— this this will break the trucking industry, what they're trying to do. 14-day quarantine to go back and forth. They, Canadians are constantly, you know, we're, we're crossing the Mexico border with trucks every day and the Canadian border constantly uh, moving freight. It says the Freedom Convoy, the group responsible for organizing the protest, said that they only expected around 1,600 trucks. Isn't that amazing? This is so inspiring. They only expect about 1,600 trucks, and they got over 50,000 trucks. And I eat, there's even tractors going down the highway, baby. There's those big old massive tractors going down the highway. Yesterday, th- now this is the communists. When you look at communist organizations, Starbucks, PayPal, uh, FakeBooks, uh, GoFundMe, says GoFundMe suspended the group's donation page. So the Freedom Convoy donation page for GoFundMe to raise money to help the truckers, they canceled the page. So they couldn't raise money. They tried to stop them. These people are all a part of the government, you see. Bezos with Amazon, Walmart. They say, oh, Walmart, yeah, they're good. America, Apple Pie. No way. They're all bought out by the government now. And they do exactly what the government says. If they want them to mask up, they mask up. All these big box stores, I'm telling you all of them. GoFundMe, stop the donation page for the truckers, and they restrict asset access to $4 million that the truckers had collected. They wouldn't let them have their money. This is GoFundMe. The company said the money will be held safely until the Freedom Convoy provides the documents about how the funds will be used. So now it's like you go to the bank and they say, I say, like the other day, I went in there and they were closed at lunch. I mean, my bank is, I'm just on the edge of moving from my bank. And I I went in there and, and 
so the equivalent at my bank would be they would say to me, hey, what are you going to use? I went and got $500 cash because I need to pay people. And uh, they said it would be equivalent to them saying, well, what are you going to use the cash for, Lou? And how soon are you going to use it? Well, why are you using it for that? That's what they're doing here with GoFundMe says, well, what are you going to use this money for the $4 million or we're not going to give it to you? Isn't that amazing? This isn't America, people. What are you going to do about it? The company said the money, uh, and they want to know how it's going to be properly distributed. It's like, what's it carry you? We're paying you a percentage to collect the money. You got a percentage. Now you're not giving us the rest of the money. It's not your money. It's all the people are in the United States. So uh, Jagdeep, uh, sorry, Jagmeet, Jagmeet Singh, leader of, of uh, NDP, of the NDP accused the truckers. This, this is I, when I first saw it, I thought this is one of the truckers because there's a lot of East Indian truckers. He accused the truckers of spreading false information via inflammatory, divisive, and hateful comments. You know something, people? F these people. That's what I think. F these people. I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of it. Okay. I want to, uh, let's see. I'm just trying to look how much. This is our last segment, isn't it? Yeah. So I need to, uh, let me go back up here and like tidy up uh, some of our helpers that help us stay in the straight and narrow here. And, uh, and help us stay on the air, as they say. Plumbing doctor, I just saw, I was, I was driving out of Glad Tidings, as I mentioned, I saw the plumbing doctor out there, and they're trying to help our guys. We have some great guys at the church who do a lot of the maintenance out there. And, uh, but it's, you know, I always watch Cal Water when they got to figure out where the water's coming th- from underground, right? But they know where all their pipes are. They're all mapped out really nice, I'm sure. And uh, so they're out there figuring out where this water's coming from, and uh, they're probably going to deal with that in the next day or so. But the plumbing doctor, they're serving Yuba Sutter counties, and they're on it, and they'll come out and solve your plumbing deal. I I don't know of anything. Plumbing, when it works, it's awesome, right? You never even think about it. You just think, this is nice, like hot water, like turn on. I take that shower in the morning. I'll be thanking Jesus in that shower. Come on, baby. Like bring it, bring that, bring it. And uh, thanking Jesus for that hot water. And, uh, so the plumbing doctor will keep you in that grateful mood. <laughs> you call them, and they got they got ladies over there dispatching, and you know showing you some comfort, and uh, telling you they'll fix it and they'll get somebody right out there. They'll do the they'll do it right for you. Five three zero six seven one nine one one one. That's pretty easy, right? Call nine one one for trouble. So you can call six seven one nine one 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 for uh, if you got plumbing trouble. Five three zero. So uh, that's the plumbing doctor, and that gets you fixed. Now, uh, let's see. Oh, I want to mention also Elite Universal Security. These guys are so busy because the government, our government, uh, the, the in in California, I don't know about with the state you're living in, but we got all these liberals down here, and uh, they keep reducing the 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 penalties. And we got liberals living in the state where we reduce the penalties for committing a crime. So we got all these people that that just think, oh, I'm just going to run rampant and just if I want to if I want a big screen TV, if I I want some shampoo, if if I want some aspirin, if I whatever I want, if I want to drink, I'm just going to take take it off the shelf and walk out. And like, you know, you want to throw down. We'll see. 
And so the, they know these businesses will not, uh, will not call the cops and will not stop you from stealing. So people just come in and just fill their, fill their bags. Right. So it causes the cops to be furious, right? It's like going to a domestic violence house, a DV house where they're fighting every Friday night. As soon as they get a couple of beers in them. Right. And, uh, so we need we need more than we ever have. We need security. We need people securing our businesses because the cops are overwhelmed because they're getting called out for stuff. They like I, I met a cop at Jim Boys the other night. I, he happened to be ordering food. I was behind him. We started talking and he said, Lou, he had just started this new job. He worked in law enforcement a long time ago. He said, man, we stopped and these guys had some drugs. Lou, we can't even arrest them anymore. We just cite and release, cite and release, cite and release. And he said, I, I, it shocked me. He said, I, I had to, I was getting retrained. And so, uh, you got all these crazies out on the street and you need, you know, we all need security more than we ever have. Well, you know, now we got high tech security and, and the nice thing is elite, elite universal security knows all about it. And, uh, you can get some help out there, or if you want to get involved and be, provide some security and you feel a calling to help people help protect people's business, help protect people's property, help people figure out why people are troubling their property, taking their property. Maybe this is the work. Maybe it's the first step of getting into law enforcement for you. There's all kinds of jobs in law enforcement. Man, if I was younger, I'd be I'd be over there getting me a job from Wendell Anderson, Yuba County. Um, they're looking, Yuba County, Sutter County, they're all advertising for workers. So Elite Universal Security, I'm going to give you their address. They, um, they're located in Yuba County, but they work all over Northern California. So if you're in another county listening to me in Northern California, you can get yourself a job. Or as my friend says, a job. 530-749-0280. 530-749-0280. And uh, their uh, website is their name, plus.com, EliteUniversalSecurity.com. And uh, but, but give them a shout out and they'll they'll hook you up. They'll also train you. you think, man, I'm, I, you know, so many jobs. Guys like the plumbers, the plumbing doctor, thrifty rooter, uh, elite universal security. They will train you. If you got a good attitude, you'll show up. You you can pass the drug test. Uh, you got yourself. You, you get it on. If if you're a sharp lady, hey, if you're if you uh, quit working at the courthouse, you retired from the courthouse. You were a legal person. You worked in the courts. Um, if you work for an attorney, you don't want to work full-time, but you want to work a little part-time, you might give Nellie Garcia a call at North Valley Paralegal. She's looking for somebody to work for her, and she wants to open up a whole other part of her paralegal business. So, so they're, she's expanding, so they're looking for good workers, male, female, whatever. they got a lot of different tasks to do, and she'll teach you if you need to brush up. So, uh, okay, those are those are some of the people we couldn't – they make it happen for me and keep us uh, – on the air and on the internet. So take it as you, as you want to take it. Uh, let's see here what I'm going to do also. Okay. Oh, that's Klaus Schwab. I think I talked about that last week, but I didn't talk about it on the radio. So, uh, okay. Did you know that justice Breyer, he was appointed. He's a, a liberal appointed by Bill Clinton. He's 83. You remember Ruth Bader Ginsburg? You can't say just Ruth Ginsburg. You got to put Bader in. I hate that. I hate that. Why don't you, why don't you just stay single if you don't want to keep the other guy's name? 
Uh, so, you know, Stephen Breyer doesn't, we don't have three names on him, but anyway, the, the, the Democrats were really fumed. They were really ticked that Ruth Bader Ginsburg wouldn't have retired so they could appoint another, uh, another liberal judge, right? So RGB is a caller, uh, or R, R, sorry, RBG. Um, so when she died, uh, Trump got to appoint her replacement, which the, I, I wonder whether she wanted to have a conservative replacer. I think she probably did. She could have retired. So they didn't like the way that works out. So now Breyer, who is fine, he doesn't have any health problems. He's 83. He doesn't have any health problems, but he's been on the bench for 28 years, right? And he's thinking his term is they have terms, but they don't, you know, you're elected, you're appointed and you get the job for life. So he his term is actually coming up. Uh, so his term ends on, this summer, and he's thinking about retiring, but the Biden administration is anxious to kick him out. And so they say they're going to, Biden wants to appoint a black female. Now, you know, this all goes, it has nothing to do with brilliance. It has everything to do with, with this uh, safe space, culture change, culture cancel, quotas, and all the nonsense. Now, they picked a Mexican woman, and her name is Sonia Sotopop. And Sonia Sotopop is, is just as, as stupid as that doorknob over there. She's, she's thick. She's not a smart person. It's sad when you're picking a handful of people to interpret the Constitution and that you claim they're the best legal minds in the country, which that's not true. But Soda, Soda Pop is made a really stupid statement that was so inaccurate about uh, children and dying from COVID or something like that. It was just everybody just like gasped and like thought, oh, let's just pretend she didn't even say that. It's like farting. <laughs> in the middle of a wedding <laughs> just like oh wow you know that's that ain't cool or at the dinner table like that ain't cool so anyway so now we've got to find a black woman now i i can think of a lot of other people that aren't rep represented there i don't know when we're going to get a midget you, you know we need a midget you know if we're going to be equal we got to have a midget or we have to have somebody that's a transsexual we need a transsexual uh, we got a transsexual who's at the head of health or something that dude, I, you know, he's, he's portraying, he looks like a woman. He's actually looks like a major pervert. I think he's a child molester. I can't remember that guy's name. He's got long hair. Just looked like an old funky hippie <laughs> should cut his hair and, you know, go back and be a no, try normal for instance. He's a total pervert. And so we need a pervert on the board. Some people think Roberts is a child molester, justice Roberts, but, we don't have a midget, you know, the midgets, you know, they're like three or four. They just, that's all they got. It's what they got three or four feet tall. And, uh, you know, they're 40, 50 years of age. We need a midget and, um, we need somebody that's like quadriplegic. We don't have any quadriplegic there. We need a wheelchair bound person and, uh, we need to get some weirdos on there. Uh, some, somebody that, um, transsexual would be good. We got a couple homosexuals on there. Let's see. Kagan's a homosexual. I don't know whether soda pop is. Uh, let's see. We got any men homosexual? I'm trying to think through the the list. Kagan, I think, is a homosexual though. Uh, so yeah. So we got a black guy. Um, you know, 
we, we need they want less white or black Christian guys. So I'm trying to think of other people we don't have represented there. Uh, some some we I don't know whether we're ever going to get into transhumanism or a person that's half an animal. Right. Or maybe somebody that believes in bestiality like they they like to uh, have sex with goats or something that that would be a good Supreme Court. We need to get all you know, we need to get all the facets of society uh, represented. Right. We need that's the whole idea. So, you know, we uh, we got Kamala Harris who claims she's black. She's really an Indian Jamaican. Right. And they're talking about Biden trying to. It's an amazing when they say, let's get rid of the vice president by putting her over at the Supreme Court. Well, the vice president, uh, it's kind of a nothing job. It can be a nothing job. You just say, keep your mouth shut and, and just collect your couple hundred grand. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's interesting how she portrays herself as being I'm a African-American. She's no more African-American. She's half Asian. She's Asian uh, Islander girl, Asian Caribbean, right? Or Caribbean, however you want to say it. Uh, so they think the odds on favorite is this gal named Katanji Brown Jackson. We can't just do Jackson, Katanji Jackson. We got to slide in Brown there because she really shows, you know, all these people, all these women as they get older that I know, they add their other name in there because they're really not sure they want to be, be that anymore. <laughs> their husband's last name, they want to put forth, hey, well, I'm really. I'm really brown. And I'd like to, you know. So anyway, she's 55 years of age. And uh, anyway, they, they, they're they talking about the various candidates uh, that they could list here. Uh, so, I mean, we could, you know, we need a Bruce Jenner type, you know, a guy that we know, you know, used to be an Olympian and, and now he cut off his penis or something like that. If that's what he did. I don't know maybe he didn't. He got himself some breasts. I know that, you know, he. I still can't. I remember that guy when he was a top athlete. So it, every time I look at him, I say, say what? what? Say what did you do there, dude? <laughs> so anyway, that's that. Um, all right. So let's see. We're getting down to the last here. Let me see what I want to do. We'll just kind of maybe remind you of a couple things. Um, I want to, uh, if you'll look at the church, if you're interested in David Martin, the guy's one of the most brilliant guys I've ever met. He and his wife, Kim, are coming out to do uh, a conference out here, and I can't quote you the dates on it, but if you're interested in David Martin, uh, you're not going to be able to see him on YouTube because they banned him from YouTube. Uh, they banned him all over the place. Banks have banned him. Uh, people have frozen his money, <laughs> just like frozen his, you know, I'm waiting for the bank to say I can't take any money out. David Martin and Kim Martin uh, are going to be doing a conference at Glad Tidings here coming up in a month or so, and you can check it out at the website, churchofgladtidings.com. And uh, listen, uh, if I want to mention again, you need to think about moving your kids out of school. And there's if you're if wherever you are, check out the private schools. Talk to the parents who have their kids there. In Yuba Sutter area, there's a number of good private schools, really good private schools. And uh, the one at, that just started this year is probably the newest private school in Yuba Sutter is called EPIC, E-P-E-C. And uh, you can go on the Church of Glad Tidings web website to find out about it. And EPIC, or you could email them at EPIC at churchofgladtidings.com. But if you go to the churchofgladtidings.com website and just hover over ministries and then go down to EPIC, 
it has a whole page on on uh, how how it operates, their philosophy, the how they teach. Uh, you know, no masks, no social distancing, no the nonsense, just normal American life. They treat they treat they teach the uh, biblical foundations. They teach the founding fathers, principal foundations. Uh, they teach all the good stuff. They got good leaders out there, solid leaders. So, but there's other ones like New Life. There's uh, Bible Baptist. Uh, there's Notre Dame, uh, which has a grammar school. The the Berkey family, uh, Susan Berkey and Robert Berkey, Doctor Robert Berkey. They are about retired. Um, he's working at retirement from do the, doing orthopedic surgery. They are going to uh, this year, I believe. They and a team of people are putting together a new high school in the area it's going to be a uh, high school that's really formed on biblical foundation and a calling in life and uh, I'm excited about it and I just wish them well Robert Berkey Susan Berkey so if you're interested in helping with that you might get a hold of them you can reach her at St. Isidore's uh, school in Yuba City so I encourage you they're very fine people they're salt salt of the earth type people in our community plus he operated on my shoulder and made it like better for them from the factory so we're calling it a day thank you uh for listening and being with us and uh call me if, if you or text me if you have any questions about some of the projects i brought up okay see you next week I've green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies are blue. The bright and blessed day and the dark sacred night and I think to myself